This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, 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 yo. It's Our Lifestyle, the podcast, a.k.a. OLP. We're coming at you with episode 235 on the rise. And we couldn't do this without our title sponsor, Custom Car Show Productions, which includes Scraping the Coast. And for those that don't know, now you know Scraping the Coast is the last weekend in June. We've been talking about it. We'll have more on this uh, amazing show coming up soon in a future episode. It's June 25th, 26th, 27th. Come to Biloxi at the Coliseum. Get some Freon poisoning. There's going to be a lot of top-notch minis vying for this cash award. So pretty cool. And uh, we got a lot more to talk about with Scraping the Coast. 19th annual, to me, the biggest, baddest show on the coast, hands down. But first, we got Mickey Mike, the mayor. Are you still out gallivanting from work all day, or what you doing, homie? No, Bubba. I am here. I am live, and I am in color. And man, what another beautiful day down here in Southwest Florida, brother. I had the pleasure of talking to um, Lee from um, LCD today. That's the lowest common denominator podcast. And uh, what a guy, man. Uh, love talking to that guy. <laughs> he is uh, he is definitely a funny man. That's for damn sure. Uh, you know, I listened to that new LCD podcast today, too. And if you haven't listened to that, make sure you guys are checking them out and uh, and giving them a listen. Uh, it's some of the best uh, hillbilly stories you've ever heard. And, of course, they throw in some truck talk, too. Oh, yeah. You just go to the pre-installed podcast app. Many of you were, of course, using the Apple Podcasts app. And if you type in LCD, I know Mike usually accidentally types in LSD. I really don't know what that means, but I've seen him actually do it on his phone. But you want to type in LCD, and uh, it'll be the first one. Love how they have that short acronym. It was episode just last night, earlier this week. Last night, um, I got the notification that it posted, and it's called SEMK, Southeast Mortal Combat Nationals. So pretty cool stuff. Now, I have not got a chance to listen yet, but um, if you've updated to the latest iOS update that I recently mentioned, you'll kind of see that there's that new, not overhaul of the podcast app, but kind of a new experience overall. They've got a 4.9 rating. Go leave them a rating as well. And then, of course, the one thing I like about podcast app now, Mike, is it will give you a little bit of an overview if it's like a weekly podcast or monthly or daily uh, for those that are you know daily podcast listeners, but um, pretty cool stuff. Yeah, man, good shout out, man. Lee's a good dude. Oh, absolutely, brother. And um, the only thing we got to figure out, Jay, because I don't know which ice cream shop they are talking about there in Maggie Valley at Mini Nats, but we got to figure out what is so good about this ice cream shop that they keep talking about um, there in Maggie Valley. Do you know which ice cream shop they could be talking about by chance? Dude, I had almost no time to Galavan. I walked across the street. And back, that's why we love Southeast Mini Truck and Nat so much. You got to come out next year for the event in 2022. But, Mike, I'm pretty much across the street back. There's a couple restaurants I know that I'll avoid next year just because I want to try other spots. But uh, for the most part, dude, we had the tacos on Saturday night, so I didn't have to venture out, homie. No, I know, but we got to figure out this damn um, – we got to figure out what – 
ice cream shop because all three of the hillbillies talk about this damn ice cream shop and how great it is. So we got to figure out where this is at, what it's called, and we got to get there next year. That's all I got to say. Real deal. So on this episode, episode 235, you have more than likely seen the cover art. Now, I don't know why we make cover art for every episode, and it doesn't always appear... And depending on what podcast app that you have, but rest assured, you may have seen the post. We have a really cool show for you. Now, if all goes well, we're also we're going to have audio from Corey to talk about Mini Truck and Showdown, or Mini Truck Showdown, rather. But uh, Mike and I will, of course, do our normal uh, updates. But Mike, the lion's share of this one is going to be, we've got Dan Ledbetter, Paul Morton, and Ruben Artiaga, a.k.a. The Booker. They come on, Mike to talk about a magazine. Imagine this in 2021, a magazine that's not going away. Thankfully, it's coming back, dude. Resurrected VW Trends magazine. And, uh, man, we've talked to a lot of guests over the years, Mike, five and a half, going on six. One of the, the things that is an underlying topic oftentimes from the OG, especially on the West, they love the VWs. It was the gateway drug, if you will, into the minis. And uh, I still enjoy seeing VWs. I go to one of the local shows here, sometimes pick up magazines on the newsstand. But now I'll have an opportunity to pick up another magazine. More on that later, but VW Trends is back. And we talk about some other cool stuff at the beginning, Mike. A little bit of mini truck stuff tied into Auto Sound and Security Magazine. So it's going to be pretty cool, Mike. I, I know I know you're anxious to hear this one. You know, Like you said last week, you always get excited for Fridays. Oh, uh, dude, Fridays is the is the best. And, um, you know, because like you said, I'm on the podcast, but I love going back and uh, and hearing the, the interviews and the stories. So it just keeps getting better and better, man. You, you, you kill it every single time. Try, man. You know, we keep the pedal stomped. Now, this overview of episode 235 is brought to you by our family at Graphics Mafia. We tell you time and time again, it's G-R-A-P-H-I-X graphics with an x mafia.com when you hit their website instagram or facebook you're going to see that they do all sorts of things whether it's custom orders wraps die cut stickers a little bit of design work if you want to get one of those cool signs to put in your front yard and say listen to olp they can take care of you but you got to go to graphicsmafia.com or hit them up on facebook or social media hey buddy right mike Hey, buddy. Buddy's a good dude. He's a, he's an old school mini trucker too. He had a Yoda. He was he was repping Topper Gang back in the day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we can't forget about our boy Ryan either. Yeah, Ryan's a good dude. And I want to give a shout out to Ryan's Instagram page. It's a uh, Swifty S W I F T Y dot images. He posted some recently of Matt Middleton's S10. Speaking of Topper Gang. And uh, he does a damn good job. He helps us with some of our social media as well. He's a good kid, man. Uh, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Now, moving ahead, Mike, we got the scene updates. My favorite topic segment, rather, in the podcast every week. And did you happen to see, dude, some of the photos that were coming out of Las Vegas for Mini Truck Showdown, brother? Uh, yes, I did. And, um, you know, we got a bunch of guys that we need to think, uh, you know, we call them our foot soldiers. Um, and they were definitely out there 
um, you know, a part of that airhead nation um, out there, um, boots on the ground, uh, you know, filling us in and keeping us posted on uh, what was going down out there. Yeah, Daryl and Nikki Poe, of course, made the trek. I know Glenn was with them, kind of rolling east to west. What was amazing is they were just at, Daryl and Nikki were just at Mini Truck Nats. Then, of course, they go to the west, just like Jeff from Mini Garage. But uh, between Daryl and Nikki, uh, you also had our brother Craig. He, of course, was at Mini Nats, and then he made uh, the flight home. And then he trailered down to Vegas with his truck that was at Mini Nats last year. So he was, of course, out there. He's like, yo, he's texting me, yo, homie, I'm going to go get the photos. It's freaking hot out here, and then I'm done, man. I said, yeah, let's do it. Then you, of course, had um, a couple others, and I want to give a huge shout-out to those guys and just thank them. Steve at Hydroholics, uh, Jeff at Mini Garage. Those guys also helped uh, traffic some uh, aluminum also known as aluminum, okay? Those amazing aluminum signs, Mike, that we can't really ship because we don't want them to be damaged. Jeff from Mini Garage trafficked those right across the country. He said he had no problems going through the wait stations and everything. He said, you know, there was no, you know, no one looking for them, no DEA, you know what I'm saying? He got them there. He told Steve from Hydroholics, man, come alone. I don't want you to bring anyone. And then he got the goods to him. And then Matt, whose truck, bad idea, is on our new shirt. It was also on the River Run. Dude, he was like blown away, man. And I said, that's what we do. We take care of our uh, supporters. We take care of our followers and our brothers. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And uh, we definitely appreciate uh, Jizos uh, for taking care of that for us. Yeah, he keeps the pedal stop. Now, Mike, I know we always talk about your truck, the Mazda, but you happened to hit me up earlier this week and you go, yo, Jay, who sent us that yellow Mazda? And I said, you know, we always give that photo credit. It's DP, Daryl Poe. But, dude, I'm telling you, you don't have a hair on your ass if you don't do a topper with a tilt bed like that that extra cab that was out there, man, that cab plus. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It's it's in the works. It's just, Good. you know, first I get this damn AccuWare back up and running and fixed before I can worry about doing anything else because not being able to pick it up off the ground, uh, you know, and shout out to Tony Vickers. Um, because, uh, he was able to reach out to switch suspension and, um, he has got that conversion kit, um, on the way for me. He was able to, uh, you know, find it, locate it and, um, and it's on its way. It sh- actually ships out tomorrow. Uh, so definitely thanks to, uh, Tony Vickers for, uh, for helping me out there. Bare knuckle customs. I mean, Mike, we got a lot of ideas. We'll have to sit down. I got a spreadsheet. One of the things is if you do end up running the topper so you can do the hashtag topper gang. Shout out to Jay Diener. What we can end up doing is maybe putting some like bags on the topper so that when the tilt bed's going crazy, then you can have your your topper doing like dance. You know, instead of a dancing bed, which we want to talk soon to uh, Jamie from Tilt Bed Evolution. You know, I want to kind of blow his mind and go, yo, Mike's going to run like he's going to have the tilt bed, but he's going to have an airbag topper. That's going to be like a dancer. You know what I'm saying? So we'll have to figure this out. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm not an engineer. Well, hey, if anybody has got spreadsheets, that is definitely you, my friend. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, brother, you know how we do. So, But listen, man, <laughs> when you look at the photos and you look at our, our fine folks, a lot of folks we've had on, but like Flowhosts, right? They were out there. We shared the Forerunner earlier this week. Um, our brother Louie, he, dude, he killed it. 
uh, amazing truck. He debuted it there. They're calling that one Sour Apple. You had Graham out there from Utah, dude. Mike, you know he keeps the pedal stomped in that Titan Dually all over the country, doesn't he, man? Well, hey, don't forget about it. He had a little something else out there, too. I don't know if you've seen it at the the um, uh, the title sponsor for yeah, Mini the, Truck the Fab, Show. Fab Lab. Some severed guys. Yeah, good yes. people. He linked up with the right people. Yeah, you know, he's just out there. Man, he can't hide money. You know, he's got all his toys out there, you know, being Mr. Cool Guy. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, absolutely! Because I tell you what, he looked at hood. You see where all that money's at in that uh, in that um, amigo he's got. LS swap, yeah, dude. That I think Tim owned that one. That from Jimmy's Running Customs. That was the one that he had that he sold, if I remember correctly. And uh, Graham has done a good job of of kind of continuing that. So just kind of uh, giving him a hard time there. But you know, seeing that truck out there, I mean, he's literally he's put a lot of miles down and got a lot of respect for someone like that. I mean, he's done more miles in a show vehicle than I could ever do so uh pretty cool stuff again we mentioned craig braid out there boots on the ground he trailered down and again it's not often you got two back-to-back weeks and and people are are repping hard east to west but at mini truck showdown you also had daryl and nikki poe who won mike best of show and i tell you what for all due respect you know from a guy from the east coast he debuted the truck at scraping the coast 2020 in the OLP booth, we saw him at the Spark Show and many others. Mike, for him to go out west and put the flag in the ground, it was pretty freaking awesome. Uh, yes, it was. Hey, we can't forget about uh, the Stacys rode out there as well. And um, our boy Glenn, R.A. Glenn, um, and his wife rode out all the way you know, from coast to coast. So shout out to all those guys and gals uh, for making that trip you know, representing uh, the East Coast over on the West Coast. So, you know, shout out to all of them yeah, uh, for I saw, doing the damage. Yeah, I saw Glenn flying down the – the. Um, I'm pretty sure it was him, man. He was flying down. He was free in West Side. And I was like, damn, that's Suge Knight. I was like, no, nah, Suge's locked up. That was Glenn, man, repping the West, dude. That's a good dude, it, man, it, Mike. I know we say this about a lot of good people in the scene. Glenn's good people. We got we to gotta link up with him soon, man. He's good. He's a good dude. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And and as Glenn would always say, you know, he's always wanting to get into that contest. And it's that woo contest. So uh, shout out to you, brother. Yes. And I got to say this. I want to give a huge shout out to Aftermath Designs. They do an amazing uh, job of the awards. And if you look back at our feed on Facebook or Instagram, that Best of Show award was done by Doug at aftermath designs so you can look up aftermath designs on instagram now i know doug also has kind of he rebranded maybe under creative but i do know that he has been sharing a couple photos lately out there now a quick pause because i want to say this you know you got people like doug at aftermath designs that supplied a lot of the awards even for orange beach invasion right and creative that new brand he's got then you have our fine friends at welch's chop shop that arguably makes some of the coolest metal awards a little bit with, uh, they also use the wood, I'll call it. I don't know what the exact little material is, but it looks like wood to me. With laser cut deals, that's Welch's Chop Shop. Then you have people like Joey at Get Deck, and they just do a fantastic job. If you want some skate decks, maybe your best ofs, you got different opportunities, and I want everyone to know out there, there's a lot of show promoters that listen, and we thank you. If you're looking to mix it up, there's a couple of options right there for you. I know there's some other players out there as well, and shout out to all them because 
the awards that they supply for shows, that's a big piece of the show. And when you have companies that can deliver on time, it's awesome. So uh, big ups to them. And I think he also goes by, Mike, you had uh, texted me earlier in the week. It's uh, K-R-E, number eight, I-V-E, Creative House. So um, I believe that's the name that Doug kind of spun off there. But he does a good job. Doug from Aftermath is is um, how I always remember it. But, Mike, when you look at like that drone photo I sent you earlier this week, dude, and you see yeah. how many vehicles, the tilt beds, new minis out there, Weekend toys were repping. I know Severed was dude going hard to paint. There were a lot of clubs out there, man. And I look back and say, you know, Vegas, I think, might be the new river run. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, you don't – I mean, even though it was hot, dude, the atmosphere, the crew, the, the truck's cruising, I'm like, man, I, I really I, – I talked to Corey and I said, Mike, we, we really got a book. I, I'm going to do I, – I put a reminder in my phone – Six months before the show next year, I want to start looking at flights, and as soon as I can book it, I'm just going to book it way in advance. Uh, dude, I think that's a great idea. Let's just hope that by the time next year comes around that all these COVID restrictions are, are lifted and you can get out there and enjoy it, and, and Corey doesn't have to go through so much and and uh, you know have to worry about so much, and everything will be up and running and you know full throttle and and uh, and everybody can come back and enjoy, you know, Vegas. Real deal, man. It's going to be awesome. But yes, you know, certainly want to want to shout out everybody that went to the show. I know uh Patrick was out there from Severed. Uh you had uh, a bunch of Severed guys like I had mentioned, you know, tons of different I know um desirable ones, they were repping hard and uh we we tried to share the best of the best in terms of what we had received. So, you know, again, thanks to our partners out there for for keeping us in the loop, including Steve at Hydroholics. But, uh, you know, Aftermath was out there going hard in the paint. And, uh, you know, I thank everyone from OLP, Mike and I, for going out there and supporting the scene. I mean, Mike, there's no way to other say there's no other way to say it. This is the fastest growing mini truck show in the country. And for him to like basically sell out in no time and then already be my understanding is he might be looking for more space next year in terms of vehicles, and and, and I love to hear it. Oh, absolutely! And hey, Jay, uh, I do believe there uh, is a congratulations in order as well uh, that went down there at um, Mini Truck Showdown. Anything that you can think of? Yeah, it had something to do with a wedding or something. I don't know who it was. Um, they have a they have a, a cast pod or so. what's it called? Uh, what are those things called? Uh, I think one of those things that you listen to, why you can listen to it on your phone. Like, is it, is it like the porn app or is that what you use or what is it? Oh, oh no, no. You think you're thinking of porn because you remember, you know, Jamie <laughs> Swift works at that porn shop and, and he has for like a really long time. Wasn't it? And that's, a it was something manufacturing his, place. Yeah. Yeah. One of those things in all seriousness, congratulations to Mr. And Mrs. Jamie Swift because they got married and our boy Jizoff is uh the one that uh that uh you know married them. Yeah, you know, he's gotta make the extra money. I told him I said do cash in because fuel is not cheap. He drove from the Pacific Northwest to Mini Nats all the way to Vegas and back north. So I mean between him and Ron, I said, Man, you just gotta get side deals going as you kinda go through the different states and that's definitely a side deal, you know what I mean? Well, I do believe Ron after his last show that he went to, um, he started a new posse. Do you know anything about that Lando Lakes posse? 
yeah, dude, Hanks patched into it. And, uh, you know, we stormed through Land of Lakes, dude, kicking in the saloon doors. Went right to ukuleles, right where, over by my, where my parents live. And, uh, man, dude, we just, you know, Hank basically kicks down a whole line of motorcycles, man. Kicks in the <laughs> saloon doors and basically says, this is my town. And I was like, I'm, I'm not going to step to him. I mean, <laughs> I've lived there since 79, but I wasn't about to step to Hank, man. Talking about saloon doors, did you happen to see some pretty – rad ass pitchers that came in uh you know saloon style yeah i did man was that dp getting sideways out in arizona oh wait that sounds bad dude DP Daryl Poe getting, getting sideways yeah getting freaking letters from the damn government and city and man this guy this guy's untouchable man this guy can do whatever he wants he goes wherever he wants does whatever he wants travels across the world i mean this guy man dp I tell you what, but we all know, thank God, he's got, you know, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. DP there because without that one, you know, obviously, Daryl, there's no way Daryl could do this all on his own. Yeah, that's NP, Nikki Poe. You know what I mean? And she'll put the NP. hammer down. You know what I mean? She puts the NP. hammer down. Like, like. NP. NP is short for no problem. She makes it all happen. Yep. She goes like this with her hands, like, yep, done, done deal. You want it? You want the truck clean? Boom. You want to go to Vegas? Boom. I call the shots. I love it. She's a good peeps. <laughs> but I also want to uh, I want to jump back Tombstone, for a second. Arizona, Jay. That where, was awesome. Where was it at? Tombstone, Arizona. Yeah, I like it, man. I think it's fitting for his truck, you know what I'm saying? I love it. Now, I do want to so, mention if you go on YouTube Mini Garage, you can watch the wedding. Okay, Mini Garage, Jeff has it. And this is what I told him, Mike. I said you can't just Okay, so so you give him one price for the wedding deal, right? Because he's the guy, right? And you go, well, listen, man, I can marry you for this. You don't, I mean, Mike, in this day and age, you don't even, you know how people get the wedding videos done. They spend all this money and they got like 10 angles and, you know, they got all this. And then they, um, you know, how often do you even watch those? You know what I mean? Mike, I, I know you probably watch yours a lot. But, I mean, do you really, like, sit down, like, every year, every 10 years? I said, look, so what you do, Jeff, is you hit them with a, look, this is the price to marry you. Then I'll live stream it. Then I'll upload it, and then everybody can see it. You know what I mean? Then you got your tiered price. You got, like, the, the $100 deal. You got the 200 And then, you know, for the, the three-part Willie deal, then you go, all right, it may be a 250 instead of three. And cut them a deal. So, I mean, I really hope that, you know, Jamie kind of threw them some, you know what I mean, some stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I'm sure he sent them all kinds of toys. Like billet, you know, billet stuff, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, I think like billet butt plugs, I think is what you <laughs> is them in. All right, I'm moving on here. But seriously, <laughs> uh, Denise and Jamie, congratulations. I really hope that, um, you know, Denise has got the whole, you know, not the, you know, I hope that she like got all the paperwork in line. Like she gets every, you know what I'm saying? Like if, you know, if anything ever got crazy, you know what I mean? Cause you know, that's what, that's what can sometimes happen, you know, but Hey, Denise, make sure you take all those Mazdas. Make sure you take all <laughs> those BMX bikes. Make sure you take it all. If it just happens to not work out, you know what I'm saying? That's the thing. What That's why Hank will like put the, he'll put the, you know, the hits on a lady when he rolls in town because he knows he can basically you know, get married to her within a couple weeks. And then he has like prenuptial agreements that they're signing. And then he, you know, he'll take over a house like in two weeks, dude. I mean, boom, wham, damn. I mean, he's got some unbelievable lawyer 
boom, he flips that, and then they got money for gas to get home, you know? So. I tell you what, he he has definitely perfected, <laughs> uh, you know, this this whole marriage thing and, and divorce thing. I think I think the deal with Hank is, is he marries well and he divorces better. <laughs> uh, good stuff. But, you know, just in closing, mini truck showdown, we are going to try to call Corey here just a little bit and see if we could do some audio with them. But again, I want to thank everyone for going out to the show, Facebook and Instagram. You can look up mini truck showdown. My Intel was telling me it's the same weekend next year. So book those flights as early as you can come out to Vegas. It's going to be unreal. Now, Mike, we are, um, as we kind of move ahead here, uh, I am anxiously awaiting the new street trucks magazine. And, um, from a print media standpoint, that's really the one update that I wanted to reinforce. I know the new OBS Builders Guide, that is available uh, for the pre-order pre-sale. The new issues, they're continuing to update streettrucksmag.com, and they do the reveal, which is awesome. So you can see the June 2021 cover and what's inside. So pretty cool stuff. Go out to streettrucksmag.com if you haven't seen it already. All I got to say is OBS on the rise. They also have a nod to mini trucks on the cover, which is kick-ass. Mike, they also updated after, speaking of mini Nats, after mini Nats, they updated. Big, huge shout-out to Jonathan Hawkins. He's been doing this stuff a long time. He submitted his top 10 trucks from mini truck and Nats 2021. And Mike, it was pretty cool, man. I got to say, I was honored. They used a little splash image. They they had Bada Bing. He he used it. I thought that was pretty cool, man. Or you know whoever did the layout. So thanks, guys. Oh, absolutely, and uh, absolutely killed it as always. And uh, definitely look forward to, uh, uh, to you know to getting that street trucks because uh, I tell you what, it keeps getting better and better. And the other good thing is is there's more and more of these freaking um, uh, minis in each each issue of street trucks. So that's always a cool thing, too. Yeah, let's not let other magazines fall by the wayside. you got to go out there and subscribe, including All Time Low Magazine. You can visit atlmagazine.com and order a subscription or individual issues. It's important that you subscribe. If you own a business, maybe you want to advertise. That's a big portion of a magazine's budget. So reach out you know, to those that, that you know, if, if you're looking to advertise – and, uh, you know, make stuff happen. Uh, yes, sir. Absolutely. Now, Mike, on the book face, I know there was a couple things uh, that you had saw. There's a few that I had saved as well. Uh, anything else you wanted to share there from a, a book face perspective? Well, on the book face, the good old book face, let's go to some uh, saved memories that we have here. And um, the one thing that uh, I, f- I found that I thought was pretty badass is Feltham just did a memorial award and um uh, for jen lacy and um for the crossroads father <clears throat> father's day car show and um absolutely killed it i mean it was it was really really badass it was a skate deck award and uh hats off to Feltham um because i know that means a lot and i know jen um you know was really close to you uh jay and so I don't know if you saw that or not, but the skate deck that Feltham did for the Crossroads Father's Day car show uh, came out really badass. Yeah, it really did. And and I didn't know, you know, to be honest, I, I didn't know Jen super well. I got a chance to talk to her at shows, and I just hold her in high regard. And, 
you know, she just, uh, you know, we mentioned recently her heavenly birthday, born day, uh, just happened. And we've seen a couple of tributes like this, including Nathan Coker do something similar. And I think it's awesome, right, to keep those legacies going. It could be a truck that you didn't really know the owner, but now you, you go, okay, Jen Lacey, Chick's Ride, Jimmy's Running Customs, that type of thing. But, you know, rest in peace to her and Mike. I mean, no doubt about it. It was cool. I saw Jimmy um, also chime in on the post. So I figured Feltham may have reached out there or whatnot, however that went. But it, it was awesome that, you know, when a good thing is done like this, you know, you see good uh, exchange of words there. So good stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then also, I'm not sure if you've seen this yet or not, but small, small town throwdown. Uh, they have released their artwork, and wow, <laughs> Graphic Disorder, once again, killed it. And um, I tell you what, shout out to our boy, Matt Middleton, because uh, he added a little something special in the background there in the water tower. Did you have to notice yeah, what was and, in the background? Today? Yes, and per my intel, that was uh, someone from Hidden Hot Rod Art, Mr. Eric, that came up with that little Easter egg, shall we call it. <laughs> well, I'm sure uh, Kim is going to have a good laugh when she sees it um, because we all know what Kim did at LST. And uh, let's just hope that, um, you know, and of course, you know, uh, shout out to Dave and Kim. Um, their truck, Sweet Ellie, is on the artwork for Small Town Throwdown, and uh, it, it's badass. So the pre order is going through May 15th. And, um, Oh, wait. We will be starting to pre-order May 15th, and it'll last until June 15th. So, guys, you have a month, and then September 4th is the actual date of the show. Um, so uh, make sure you guys put that one on your calendar and come out and support uh, Matt Middleton and uh, the Vertically Challenged uh, uh, crew here in, uh, here in Florida. No doubt about it. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, a few things I, had, I saw... This was pretty cool. Billy Bob's from Billy Bob Podcast. His truck was featured in the new Custom Trucks Mag over in Japan. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, so that was one thing I had noticed. We talked about Jamie and Denise getting married. So congrats, congrats again. Jeff from Mini Garage, he had called me on his truck across the country. And he did a big post. But he talks about when he went to Alabama for the night and... He said he could post Eli Bell and uh, him had drove across the country and they stopped at someone's place and he got a chance to um, to see a bunch of uh, cool parts and, and buy some stuff and, and that type of thing. So, you know, to me it was awesome that when he made the trek, he also tried to do a few other things and that was pretty awesome. So I wanted to mention that. I think it was in Alabama. Absolutely. And, you know, we just got done seeing our, our boy, uh, Sean Rose, um, you know, spreading the love up there at Mini Nats. And um, one thing that I also wanted to mention was the fact that they are now launching a pre-order um, for spreading the love um, pens. You know, he's teamed up with David Magotti and um, they are doing spreading the love pens. So make sure you guys check out, you know, uh, Rose Metalworks and um, uh, help them uh, spread the love with uh, purchasing some of the Spread the Love pens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good stuff, man, for sure. Now, uh, Thad Cunningham, 
he had posted uh, my freshly restored 89 free agent pro pretty close to how it was when he had won the 1990 Woodward Nationals. And I was like, damn, homie, that's pretty freaking awesome. So uh, big ups to Thad uh, and, you know, love some old school mini truck and, and old school BMX. And, of course, uh, he's got, you know, there's obviously the connection that we've drawn over and over again. Many of us loved our BMX bikes in the 80s and or 90s, mid-school, old-school, you name it. But, Mike, the scene updates brought to you by our family at Garage Gear Clothing. Here's the cool thing. Garage Gear Clothing, they offer a couple of things for free. All you got to do, many of you are on TikTok. Many of you, I would guarantee over 90% of you are on YouTube in some form or fashion. Go to YouTube now, search Garage Gear Clothing. They just posted, Mike, their mini Nats videos, and uh, they're pretty cool. Um, I see the cover for one of those is Bada Bing, so I got to thank Lonnie. He's such a good dude. I can't wait to link up with him at a show again, and um, you know, thanks for the love there. But Southeast Mini Truck and Nats Part 1, Part 2, those are out through Garage Gear Clothing YouTube. Now, Mike, of course, they've got how much is the shipping on their website? Um, you ready for this, Jay? You ready? You got that calculator ready? I mean, is that back or, or not yet? That you know, the ink is low right now. I'm I'm trying to get it going. I kind of you can kind of hear it here, but but it's 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 on its. I'm wondering if I need to get a new one. You know, I, I just don't okay. want to spend the money. Hey, I believe me. If I know somebody who doesn't want to spend no money, it's definitely <laughs> Jason. Bauer. So I concur with that. So I'll I'll save you some money, Jay, and tell you that that uh, shipping garage gear is F R E E three free ninety nine. So garagegearclothing.com. Order some gear. Add OLP to the notes. If you're at a show throughout the country, including Lone Star Throwdown, go by the booth. Order some stuff. They've got a lot of cool things: babies, kids. Women's, ladies, men, you name it. They got it all. GarageGearClothing.com. Yes, sir. Hey, Jay, you want to know something that if you are somebody who likes to save money, if you're somebody who likes to make money and you have a badass mini truck, make sure you clean up those mini trucks and make sure you get out to scraping the coast this year uh, because they are giving away $500 to the best of show mini truck. And – $100 is going to go to the top 10 mini trucks at Scraping the Coast this year. So, Jay, since I know you don't like to spend money, but I'm sure you like to make money, uh, you might want to go ahead and uh, take that bottom bean truck of yours to Scraping the Coast this year for a chance of $500. And if you can't be the best to show, hey, I'm sure you could probably make the top 10 at least and get yourself 100 bucks cash. Crazy, right? It's pretty awesome. The scraping the coast is putting their money where their mouth is. Love what Greg and team do. Yes, sir. And I tell you what, he just dropped a badass, badass shirt artwork. So, uh, guys, make sure you get those those that Nissan on there. Is I mean, the graphics on thing looks sick. And then who doesn't like a C10 Roadster, baby? Because uh, that shirt, as Fuel Market does every single time. Absolutely kills it as far as their artwork for Scraping the Coast. Yeah, the hard body will be there at Scraping, from my understanding. Of course, you've got the other uh, truck we've tagged. Um, J- uh, Joel Gonzalez is the owner of the K5. And, uh, of course, the the Mini, uh, we have also tagged the owner in the past of it. So, uh, pretty cool stuff. 
Now, Mike, speaking of scraping the coast, we got some key show updates, and we'll just start off here and say Made of Steel. Listen, Made of Steel is a super fun show, and it's going down. It's really our next show, and it was a little bit of a relief to have a weekend off, but we're going to be in Dover, Florida, which to me is right outside of Brandon. Easy access in, easy out. Hopefully, all of you down south kinfolk are going to be coming up. Uh, many of you come across 60, and you turn right in there. We're going to be coming, uh, I'll probably take some of the back roads and uh, get over to the Hillsborough County Fairgrounds. Now, not to be confused with the Florida State Fairgrounds, this is the Hillsborough County Fairgrounds. Really nice showgrounds. They've got the stereo side. They've got the show side. They've got the Freon poisoning side. And Mike, made of steel show is always a damn good time, ain't it? Oh, absolutely, brother. And don't forget, come by the OLP booth, get signed up for the Cornhole Tournament. That's right, the Cornhole Tournament. We'll be running that, and um, you got to get signed up. I want to at least get 12 teams. We had, I think, 19 teams last year. So I want to get at least 12 and probably cap it off at 12 um, so it doesn't take as long this year as it did last year. Um, so get there, get there early, get there, um, and get signed up. Uh, so we can go ahead and get our 12 teams and uh, let's get to throwing some bags, man. So make sure you guys are out there at Made of Steel. And believe me, guys, this starts on a Friday and they go into Friday night. They have, you know, the light show. They have entertainment. They have, you know, food, the whole nine yards. Um, they take, you know, go and take, take good care of, uh, you know, the vendors and the um, sponsors and everybody who's there on Friday night, the participants. So, you know, get there Friday night. And then, of course, get ready for um, all-day show on Saturday. So definitely look forward to uh, Made of Steel. Yeah, it's going to be killer. It's the 14th, May 14th, that Friday night, as Mike mentioned, and it's Saturday all day. The awards are done on Saturday. That way you can gallivant on out Saturday night, have a little party, go out to a lot of the establishments that are around, bars, whatnot, whatever you want to do, and then you'll be home Sunday. So come on down, Made of Steel show. Now, Mike, the following week is going to be relaxing in the Park St. Louis. Of course, the third annual event was canceled last year because of the pandemic, but relaxing in the Park St. Louis. You could follow Jason Barbaglia on Facebook for more information. DJ Mays is uh, his alias, and uh, he does, of course, the Twitch sets every week, about three nights a week. You could follow DJ Mays Radio on Twitch. And uh, relax in the Park St. Louis, great show. If you get a chance to go in town a little bit early, you can go down and visit the the, uh, the Arch and so many other things, uh, Bush Stadium, you name it. There's a lot of cool stuff, a lot of great places to eat. But you got to go to St. Louis for relaxing in the Park St. Louis. Now, Mike, we talked about scraping the coast earlier. So, again, last weekend in June, that's the weekend before 4th of July weekend. So if you happen to have that five days off, you know, you'd go to scraping the previous week before, and then when you come home, you have the week off if you have the time off. And then, of course, you've got July 4th weekend, which many of us will have that Monday off to observe the July 4th holiday, Independence Day. So scrapingthecoast.com, that's S-C-R-A-P-I-N, thecoast.com. You can pre-register right there for indoor or outdoor spots. Now, Mike, now that we're in the month of May, I also want to mention uh, Southern Tradition, uh, July 10th, July 11th. We went out there last year, Mike. 
Waka and team, they do a fantastic job. I love Mike for this one. It's not too crazy of a drive. It's Canton, Georgia, and I feel like I can get out of the state in three and a half hours, be in the Georgia. I'll be looking for those, all those cop cars that are right there trying to pull everyone over. Fucking hate Georgia for that. But I'll be doing the limit. I'll keep it legal, and I'm going to gallivant right on up to Canton, Georgia. Uh, hell yeah, brother. Did I ever tell you the story of um, Shannon getting pulled over in Georgia? Nope, I have not heard this one. All right, so check this out. She's driving, hauling ass, 92 miles per hour, gets pulled over, and it takes about, I think, two months, and we get the damn speeding ticket in the um, in the, in the the mail. And then I'd say about six months after we got the speeding ticket, paid the speeding ticket, we thought, you know, everything's done. About six months later, we get a super speeder ticket is what they call it. And this damn thing was another two hundred and fifty bucks for a super speed. Oh yeah, ticket. they're do their animals there, bro. They just want the money, 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 money. Yeah. So pretty wild, pretty crazy. So guys, make sure you don't go speeding through good old, um, good old Georgia. Yeah, definitely, man. Keep the Waze app on. Or, I mean, you know, Mike, I know you're old school, dude, and I know Hank is brought, he's bringing this back. If you don't have, a, um, what are those things called, the, the, the speed detectors? If you don't have one of those chirping with the little red light deal in your Mazda, man, you, dude, you ain't going to get the points for it. And, Mike, I'm telling you right now, you're going to risk a best of show. You know what I mean? If you miss out on those points, and I've got my radar detector, not speed detector, radar detector. You know, you got to have one of those, man, for the nostalgia, bro. Oh, absolutely. You know what I dug out of the um, the garage the other day? Let me get that pager. Uh, no, 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 no. I did it. Remember the oil and gas cans? <laughs> yeah. Oh, water can? Dude, don't be trying to steal Eddie Gordy's thunder, man. Eddie Gordy just won Best of Show in Alabama. That's our buddy, our best mini truck. That's our homie. That's our brother. Dude, don't be trying to steal his thunder. You, you, you know he's bringing them back, man. Dude, he's brought them back. He's not bringing them back. He brought it back, brother, and hats off. Congratulations. Couldn't have happened to a better guy, um, a badass truck, one of the cleanest, cleanest mini trucks that you will find. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I hope that he comes down for Slamfest too, man, because Slamfest is going to be jam-packed with a lot of freaking awesome rides, especially minis, so, especially being the 30th anniversary. But now, Mike, a couple quick shout-outs. One shout-out I wanted to give. Now, we haven't had an opportunity to talk a lot about this show uh, because we do we do try to cover a lot. But if you happen to be in the Tennessee area, Lewisburg, Tennessee, the weekend of May 29th and 30th. Now, here's where it's a little tough, right, because that's Memorial Day weekend, uh, if I remember correctly. And you basically have Riffy's Hot Rods Presents TriStar tradition south of the city. This is in Lewisburg, Tennessee, May 29th through the 30th. And Memorial Day is that is the same weekend. So that's a little tough for some of us. Now I have I have there's a lot of shows, Mike, like recently, you know, Maddie's like, hey, it's Easter, we're going to the fam, you know, Gramps is gonna be there. And I'm like, Hey, I'm going to Sparks in the Park. Oh, okay, okay, that's fine. And then Another week comes. Hey, hey, hey! We're we're all getting together. We're going wave running, jet skiing, and stuff. Yeah, that's that. That's the other show. Oh, uh, okay. 
All right, that's many gnats. Uh, okay. So, like, now, like, I can't, you know, I got to stay back, so I can't make that one. Um, going to stay back, do the family stuff, long weekend. That's There's a long stretch for our holidays in Murica uh, between if you go back to February for sometimes uh, President's Day, Martin Luther King Day, some of those different holidays, and then, boom, you have that long stretch again all the way to, to, to May. And, of course, Memorial Day uh, is, a, is an amazing holiday in America uh, for those that have fallen. So in the armed services, but, uh, Mike, I'll, I'll be missing that one this year, but uh, we wish them all the success over at that show at the end of May. Uh, yes, absolutely. Now, Mike, these key show updates are brought to you by the West coast influence. Uh, folks can visit mini truck and you can get out there and you can order the Blu-ray or DVD. Uh, trust us. You want to add this one to the collection mini truck film.com blu-ray or dvd available there's also some shirts a custom die cast you got to do a little digging there they also have a preview if nothing else go out to mini truck film.com and check out the preview on their home screen it's pretty awesome okay mike podcast updates dude man you and i have went back and forth on this one and we've got something big we've been waiting for a while dude we've got something big don't we for this friday and we're not going to share all the details, Mike, but something – so for those overnight listeners like Craig Braid, I know oftentimes um, Tim from Negative Camper, Florida, these guys listen overnight and we appreciate them. But around noon on Friday, Mike, we're going to drop something. It's pretty colorful, colorful, isn't it? Oh, it's definitely colorful. And um, I do think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be really happy when they see this one. And guess what? It's not even mini truck related. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, but it ties into the, our whole theme, right? You know, old school, certain things I like, certain things you like, and arguably, Mike, it's been one of our best sellers because I wouldn't call this one a remix. I would call this one a total makeover, dude. We took it down to the foundation of the house, and we said, we're going to bring it. We're going to get a little crazy with this one, and we couldn't do it without Eric and team at Graphic Disorder, including Brand and his awesome staff. So easy to work with, and uh, we plan this stuff sometimes, dude. This literally has been in the works for about six months, but we plan it, we plot and plan. We want to let, um, uh, you know, Hamburg's kind of in his pre-sale, so he's going to be at the tail end, and then the reason why we're dropping it on Friday, even though it's Mother's Day weekend, we know the ladies are going to love it, Mike, okay? And um, But what's important to us is we've got this tight timeline to get it for a certain show, and what we would tell everyone is if, you, if you're going to be at Scraping the Coast, you can use the code STC2021, and that will take away the shipping. Okay, STC2021 for Scraping the Coast 2021, that code. So if you want to go, we've got our what I love to refer to as in-store pickup, okay, at show pickup, whatever you want to call it. But, Mike, it's going to be, dude, we're, we're coming, dude, we're coming like, I don't even know, like the Vikings or, or the the Calvary. I mean, I can't even think of an analogy, dude. I always say hyenas, but I don't know. That sounds kind of weird, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it's definitely a little weird. But I do. I guess you could say that we got the pedal stomped at about eighty six miles per hour. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And we're getting ready to hit that. That. You know, like a. 
in one of my favorite movies, Back to the Future, they call them the flux bands. Those are the bands that kind of come around the side of the car and they light up. They almost look like a blue color. There's a lot of dispute over is it blue or is it actually white? All these purists that build those uh, replica cars. But that's what I think of. It's like the flux bands are just right about there. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, brother. I definitely look forward to it. Um, guys, you are not going to not going to be disappointed with this one. Uh, so you're definitely going to want to pay attention and, uh, you know, check out your social media or check out our social media on this Friday at noon um, because it is going to be badass and you definitely will not. You will not be disappointed, I promise. No, not at all. Yeah, so it's going to be amazing, dude. Cannot wait for it. So uh, the only other podcast update I want to remind you, if you're on an iPhone or iOS device, I doubt you're listening on an iPad, but please go into the pre-installed podcast app. Leave a rating, five-star. Leave a review if you have the extra time, even if it's one sentence. All of those help. We're really on a path, Mike, hopefully to get to the next milestone of reviews this year, but we need all the help we can get. Even if you just tap the five stars, it's a big, huge help. So thank you guys and ladies out there. Now the podcast updates are brought to you by our family at Get Decked. You can hit up Joey at Get Decked, two words on Facebook or Instagram. Let them know what you're looking for. If you want your truck on a skate deck, they can do it. Okay, a minimum order as low as uh, zero, I guess, not really, but one. If you are a show promoter and you want like a top 10 or you want something that are going to pay tribute to your best ofs, hit up Joey at Get Decked. He will take care of you. And uh, if you have an opportunity to meet up with him at a show, he can deliver them there typically. If not, he can ship those out, Mike. So big ups to Joey at Get Decked. Yes, sir. He is definitely the man with the plan. Now, Mike, real quick, before we go into the last few updates that we have, um, I wanted to see, um, can you go ahead? um, I sent you the number to Corey. Do you want to go ahead and give Corey a quick call? Yes, sir. Let me get that patched in. Now, why Miggity Mike the Mayor is dialing in the homie Corey from Mini Truck Showdown. I want to remind everyone that if you're hearing this on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you have an opportunity to still go out to Hammered Weekend Wear and purchase uh, their pre-sale. He's got two new shirts. Uh, one's got two vehicles on it, including Oliver with World Domination and Kool-Aid. And then he also has the Tesla, customized Tesla SUV. So uh, big ups. It's H-A-M-M-E-R-D. Weekendwear.com. Give the homie some love. Order today. ODB, say what's up to our boy Corey. Corey, what's going down, brother? Nothing much, nothing much. Just heading back, you know, from lovely Sin City back to our wonderful town of Bakersfield, California. That's about it. Yeah, man. Well, you know, in the old, growing up as a kid, I used to watch that Frankenstein movie, and it had Gene Wilder in it. And he always said, when uh, when I get in there, you know, no matter what I say, do not let me out of there, right? And then, at the, and then he started freaking out, and he's like, let me out, let me out, let me out. And they're like, no, you said don't let you out. So listen, it goes back to this. They always say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but we do need you to shed the you know a little bit of the intel of what went down, and I know you're ready, man. Oh, dude, I mean, I, I don't even know where to start, to be honest. Um, we had people come from all over the country. As you guys know, you know, uh, Daryl Poe, Glenn Brown, you know, Kelly Stace and all them came from the East Coast. We had people from the... The northeast of the country as well, you know, north side up by Utah, Idaho. It it yeah. was insane. Like the 
the event itself was a complete success. I mean, with every show, you know, there's hiccups and things like that, but the quality of rides that were at the event this year was just insane. And <laughs> ask away because I, yeah. I don't even know where to start. Well, well check this out. <laughs> I mean, Mike and I talked about earlier, Flow Hose was hard in the paint. I mean, desirable ones. Dude, I was blown away. All those tilt beds, dude. I mean, you had to be getting goosebumps going, man, a lot of guys came from Cali. And to me, man, that show feel that you had, dude, was freaking packed, man. Dude, the the traditional old school style builds, you know, like desirable ones, exotic ones, new minis. Um, flow, uh, uh, you know, we have flow hose there. But those tilt beds, dude, the dan- the bed dancers and all that, they stole the show. Like, yes. I don't even know how to explain it. Um, when we did the bed dance, the bed dance exhibition hosted by New Minis up at the stage, um, it was just insane. Like the amount of of people that came there and and the the crowd that was just surrounding the vehicles. Now, as you guys know, we had somebody out there that's that's kind of like world famous from back in the day of building these alien beds. I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. It, it's been a really long weekend, and I apologize. Yeah, for that. no, it's good. But it's good. he brought it. He brought out a white Mazda Extended Cab, and this whole the whole contraption on this thing just completely spun around, dude. And he dropped that bed right in front of people on the ground. Yeah, I it saw was, that, dude. The videos and stuff. And Mike, Mike, you're still thinking about doing that. Like you're you're sold now on the dancing bed, right, Mike, for your Mazda? Oh no! After watching those videos and um, from this show. Um, it has definitely got me doing dancing beds, dancing cabs, hoods, dancing dancing toppers. Yeah. My whole damn truck. I'm going to be dancing with my truck. I'm going to have a dancer on my truck <laughs> while my bed's dancing. Dude. I mean, dude. Corey, we I was we, so stoked to see the turnout and, and the videos and just everything that happened there in Vegas. We had some things come up, and that's why we didn't end up making it out there. But I was so glad to see the East Coast coming to the West Coast. And hats off to you and your crew for what you guys were able to do out there in Vegas. And let's just hope next year we got a little bit more of these restrictions lifted off you guys to make it a little bit easier for you as well. Oh, yeah. Like, that was that was one of the biggest things. Like, as you guys know from all my Facebook Live videos and mm-hmm. and everything else, you know, I was battling restriction after restriction after restriction after restriction this year. You know, let alone the hotel telling me that we couldn't do the event on Sunday where we originally what? had planned on doing the awards, the club games and all that. You know what I mean? So things had to change last minute. Unfortunately, it happened. It is what it is this year. Next year, we're already we're already in talks right now with a casino that is willing to work with us, a casino that does these types of events, a casino that has has had even the, the casino that we're looking at is already already ready to for 2022. They want to get the logistics out of the way. They want to handle all the business side of it and and start planning for one of the biggest shows to hit Vegas. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. And, and listen, we were sitting back watching the videos. I mean, we gave a shout out earlier to all of the homies that were sending us and feeding us stuff. Corey, I mean, I've been saying this for a minute. It's the fastest, hottest growing show, mini truck show in the country, and you got to be proud. I mean, I know last year, you know, the, you know, things you you kind of wanted to get out of Bakersfield. You know, you wanted to get to maybe a more central spot to bring more people in. And I tell you, bro, it, you know, if I was doing, you know, a post launch review on a product. I would look at it and say, dude, you guys had all the success. You checked all the boxes, and you, you got to be proud of yourself and your team, man. 
Oh no, I'm I'm a I'm a hundred percent proud of my guys. You know what I mean? Between Sean and Donna Mahaney, uh, Jake Massey, Katarina Osdale, uh, Rob Travis, Shannon Nafus, um, uh, Janine Simeon, the Fab Lab. Uh, the, the Fab Lab, I had Heath and, uh, Heath and Nikki Mackey, Derek Mackey, you know, all my guys, we all put in countless hours at this event. I mean, like, I, I don't think any of us really got any sleep, you know. So the guys that are a part of Shattered Images, the ones that were there, unfortunately, one of our club members couldn't be there because he's moving to Tennessee right now, Gary Keller. Um, he's actually on his way there now. He's out on the 40. But, you know, all the guys and girls that, that helped with the event, you know, between Adam Reed, uh, Crystal Reed, my, my backside admin team, everything, you know, it went off really well. You know, every event has flaws. We had a couple of flaws. We're going to learn from them, you know, correct the mistakes we had this year and grow bigger and better next year. Hopefully we don't have any mistakes next year, but you know, you never know what could happen. Um, everything from the sponsors. I mean, I, I have a list of them. I can't even go through them all, all off the top of my head, but you know, all the vendors that were there between Switch, Square Tank, Fab Lab, uh, Mini Truck Revival, Frame and Glory, um, Raceline Wheels. We had Mini Trucker Colt out there. You know, Bag to Nerdy was out there. Uh, Naked City Pin Garage. They all did excellent this weekend. Everybody told me that their sales were excellent for what they brought to the show. And everybody was happy, which is which makes us feel good because, you know, we want our vendors to succeed as well as, as everybody else out 100%, there. 100%, so, brother. My um, man. You know, and, and a big shout-out to to Rory and, you know, Sean and Gage and Tyler and Cam and all them over there at the Fab Lab. You know, they they were the presenting sponsor this year, and they helped get the backing and everything going for the show this year. So, you know, much love to those guys over there, guys and girls, I should say. And uh, keep up the good work, and we hope to see them back for uh, 2022. Same thing with all of our other sponsors. You know, we want to see everybody come back next year, like Hammered Weekend Wear, um, Drop Em Wear, you know, Laid Out laid out uh, Clothing, uh, John Johnson Fabrication, uh, Custom Zeke with Tom McWeenie, the guy who did uh, all of our top 30s, you know, Creative House, which did our best ofs. It was, it was just, it was amazing. The support from the community all over the country was just fabulous. Killer. Yeah, well, Corey, listen, man. You know, I would tell everyone, if you look at any of our posts, we did our best to post as many as we could. Uh, you could tap on the bottom there, the hashtags. You got Mini Truck Showdown, or uh, we did Vegas, we did um, Las Vegas. But uh, if you tap on some of those hashtags or you look at their feed, it, it truly was an amazing event. I know Paul came out. Um, Idaho Paul, good dude. A lot of good people. And uh, thanks to my severed brothers for getting out there. Uh, a lot, of, you know. Again, a lot of kinfolk and and Cordy, man, from from OLP. We just salute you, man. You 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 put your mind to it, and uh, you know, like like in Back to the Future, you know, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. You guys switched it up. You moved to a new state, a new city, and uh, man, I'm I'm stoked for you guys, and I really am. I put a reminder in my phone. I'm gonna book my travel way in advance. The tickets did start to spike. But uh, as this economy gets back to rolling and roaring, uh, we're looking forward to getting out there. But, Mike, you got anything else for Corey? Hey, the only thing I, I wanted to ask is, uh, Corey, so you're already talking about for next year. Do you already have dates for next year? And can you name that location? I cannot name the location, and I cannot give the dates away as of yet. Um, we should have some information back from the new venue uh, roughly in a week or so. Once we do, uh, I will be able to 
send that information to you guys so you guys can blast it out to all the homies and chicas that are out yeah. there listening to LP. Yeah, big ups to all your fam, all your crew that supported you, and thanks to the scene, most importantly, for getting out there and getting behind this awesome event. Uh, Corey, stay on the rise, brother. We're going to keep in touch. And again, when you're ready to pull the trigger, brother, you know, give us the opportunity. We'll get you patched in over here, and, dude, we're going to get the info out. Cause... Oh, no problem, man. Another thing, I, I forgot two two people that were there at the show with us. It was uh, Joseph Jones and Amber Jones. They were part of our club as well. Um, I, I didn't want to leave anybody out, so just be on the lookout. We we got uh, we got some information coming out for the show, and uh, pre-reg should be opening up probably here in about two months, and it will be a pre-reg-only event. Let's just say that. Love it, and just so you know, we gave uh, Jamie and Denise a huge shout-out earlier, so I know that was a big thing. We told everyone, Jeff, at Mini Garage, he live-streamed it, of course, so it's out there, and we got all that in there. So, listen, man, we appreciate you, brother. Uh, get some rest this week, man. No problem, guys. You keep, uh, take care, and I'll talk to you guys later. Mini Truck Showdown's on the motherfucking rise. You got it, brother. Be good. Peace. Later. So, Mike, that was the Airhead Nation updates brought to you by Corey at Mini Truck Showdown, and right before you um, patched him in, gave a huge shout-out to Hammered Weekend Wear. Again, it's H-A-M-M-E-R. D weekendwear.com. He's got the two new pre orders. Go out there and check them out. Mike, the last thing I got, man, uh, what's trending in social media? Uh, we often talk about All Time Low Magazine. If you want to get out there and support the real deal, it's ATLmagazine.com. You can order a subscription or individual issues. And Mike, you know those individual issues go quick. Rick and Be- Rich and Beth have been putting in work, and uh, you know we, we appreciate what they do, don't we, homie? Oh, absolutely, because uh, that homegrown magazine, uh, you guys need to make sure you guys go out and support it. Uh, if you don't support it, it won't be here. Uh, so, guys, go out, support um, uh, the real deal Holy Field, as Jason would say, and uh, make sure you keep those uh, subscriptions on the rise. Yeah, and the, la- the only thing I would say um, is, uh, you know, I, I want to talk more about old school BMX, but Bob Haro is on Instagram. It's Bob underscore Haro. The legend, he posted a photo with Mike Dominguez back in the 80s, and he talked about why he hired Mike Dominguez into his crew. We, of course, Mike, as you know, we paid homage to Mike Dominguez through our Minis on the Rise shirt, his old mini truck, but he also, Bob Haro, recently launched the Air Master, so he's, of course, continuing to produce bikes that are not cheap, but uh, if you want to follow a legend in the BMX freestyle world, uh, freestyle world more so than BMX, but I kind of look at it as both. You can go and uh, search Bob underscore Haro. He, of course, was also in the E.T. movie. I uh, talked a little bit about that in the past, but uh, it's pretty cool that he's paying homage to Mike Dominguez, the, the real deal. But Mike, I think, man, we had a jam-packed hour right there. We're going to roll into audio uh, in just a minute uh, from uh, Dan Ledbetter, Paul Morton, Ruben Artiaga, the booker. And uh, new VW Trends is back. And, Mike, that's a good thing to know that magazines are on the rise, cuz. Absolutely. So, once again, just make sure you guys go out and uh, support it so we can keep another badass magazine out there on the uh, shelves. And, uh, you know, hey, Jay, with that being said, Airhead Nation. We at you. We'll hit you next week. Peace. Hey, hey, as I mentioned, we've got a very cool, unique episode for here uh, for us here at Our Lifestyle Podcast. And we got Ruben on, but we also have Paul Morton and Dan Ledbetter. How are you gentlemen doing? We're doing great, man. Great to be back. Really good. Thanks. Thanks for having us, by the way. 
Hey, anytime. Yeah, and Ruben, how you doing? Oh, I'm 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 great. Uh, thanks for having me on again, and and you guys, thanks for being on here. Absolutely, awesome. this is kind of nice. It's like being in uh, somebody's living room when they're not here. Oh yeah, we're we're socially distanced. How would you how would you know, Dan? I'm not, I'm not saying, but you have some really nice carpet and furniture in here. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, this is Thank good you. stuff, man. Well, yeah, you know, it's good to be back. Now, Paul, we had you on before, as you mentioned, and we just had such a blast. And something that I had realized after we had you on, Paul Morton, was when I was looking back, I was doing a throwback post of one of the Alma Gates Base Mechanic CDs, and. I started trying to, you know, like many of the listeners know, I always go to links to try to get photo credit on, oh, man, who took this? Don't just use Google Images. And when I started going down that bunny trail, I actually opened the CD and it said Paul Morton. And then I realized you had shot the feature from AutoSound and Security. I was like, man, what a small world. Do you remember that? I, I absolutely do. In fact, that was here. I live in Arizona now. And that was here in Arizona at a place called uh, PPI. And uh, they're down in Mesa. I, I believe it was Mesa, but it was south from where I am anyway. But uh, that was their corporate headquarters. And at the time, uh, Alma was sponsored by PPI. And we went down there to, to photograph the feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a cover feature, of course, because, I mean, <laughs> she was the uh, loudest vehicle at the time. She changed SPL competition. Yes. And the biggest, the short version is she compartmentalized uh, the vehicle. They put a box inside the vehicle in front of the wall to create more pressure and she she devastated the i asked finals one year uh, with just insane spl and right. uh mm-hmm. so so much so that they changed the rules <clears throat> and so you couldn't compartmentalize so then she one upped it and she made it like a armored car the, yes. the, the vehicle i shot had like bulletproof glass for the windshield like an armored car it had like some kind of space shuttle type aluminum flooring that was uber rigid and it was just insane. But I shot that in the, uh, in just like in the warehouse in, um, in the PTI facility there. And in fact, it's funny because, you know, I'm a young editor. I didn't have a lot of money and I had to rent lighting and, uh, they wanted something like a $20,000 hold on my credit card for this lighting I rented. And, uh, I, I could, I didn't have a credit card that went to that much. So PTI had to rent, rent the lights for me. But uh, anyway, so we shot all the photos and I had to shoot a lead. So we pulled the car out and that's actually like the building next to PPI. Mm -hmm. And there's kind of a a green glow to it, right? Yes. So that is some like sodium vapor light on the side of the building next door. And and the the lights I had rented. And and honestly, that wasn't the kind of photography I did. And that came out really nice kind of by (laughs) accident. And uh, then again, eventually, I think it's Base Mechanic. They asked me to use the photo, and I was like, "Well, heck yeah, that's awesome!" But uh, that was that was some good times. Yeah, that's really awesome too. I've never heard that story before. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I haven't it, told you everything yet, Dan. <laughs> I know we're keeping the mystery alive in the relationship. I like that. <laughs> well, you know, you got you to you do what you got to do, Dan. It is. And, it is. And and in fact, guys, if I can throw in the, the even going further full circle, Dan Ledbetter actually created Auto Sound Security. This is so yeah, awesome. That's a, that's a true story. Uh, the the background. I'll give you the thumbnail version. Uh-huh. Uh, we when we were doing VW Trends, I was really all about getting into car stereo, and I was really loving that industry. And I thought, oh my god, these guys, we have to be able to get some sort of sound into the magazine. Like I want to, I want to create 
um, a space for that because one, I thought it was really cool. Two, I thought that there was advertising available for it. And three, I thought I could like, uh, you know, uh, get some free uh, stereo equipment for my Volkswagen. Mm -hmm. And these, what you taught me, Dan, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. If, if it's, if it's for free, I'll take three. That's, there you uh, go. that's the rule of the road. So we started, uh, talking to, uh, Bill from car audio, who was the editor at the time. And he started doing a column for us. Well, we did that for about a year. And towards the middle of that, I was sitting there thinking, I'm going, well, wait, why are we paying Bill to do features on car stereo or car stereo theory when we could be doing it here and reaping the benefits and cross-promoting into the other magazines? So I went to our ad guy, Greg Gill, at the time, and I said, dude, I go, I think there's a magazine here. I think there's room in this industry for another uh, another magazine because we already had car audio and car stereo review. I go, I think we could have like, you know, uh, the, the, the fun rowdy brother of those <laughs> two magazines. And he goes, I think it's a valid idea. We went to the publisher and he said, absolutely, let's give it a go. And uh, Auto Sound Security became the, the second largest uh, magazine in that niche. So it was kind of cool how it came from uh, just wanting to throw some, you know, uh, sound stuff into VW Trends to a full-blown magazine, which I later left VW Trends to to edit on a full-time basis. So it is kind of funny going full circle all the way around the barn and coming back. And I was actually, when I got to AutoSound, mm -hmm. I got on AutoSound because I was like the most hardcore car stereo enthusiast you could imagine. I live for it. My job was actually as a stereo installer, or I ran some stereo shops back in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, and I competed in IASCA, and I lived for that. I knew every model number and every product, and I, I tried to learn everything I could. And I was so into it that I wound up landing the job at AutoSound, and yeah. Dan was my first boss. Ah, wow. So he was the editor when I got there. And the funny part is I'm bad with names. And so I, I, but I remembered his name from, from VW Trends. I'm like, cause it's such a unique name. And, uh, so I'm like, Oh my God, you're the guy from VW Trends. This is amazing. And then he was this, you know, fun, hilarious guy. And I'm like, man, I struck gold with this job. This is, this is amazing. We had a good time. I'll tell you what, we, those we were some of the glory days back there. They really, really were. It was, uh, I, before we started the podcast, we were talking, it was kind of like, you know, it was renegade publishing. It was the wild west. And it's like, you know, do whatever you want. Uh, go as far as you can until the uh, suits reeled you back in. And it, it really did. It really was that. And we did. We tried to push it as much as we could. And we had we had such a good time doing it. I mean, nowadays, we couldn't get away with half the stuff we did back then. But, you know, the, the nice part about bringing VW Trends back is that we don't have to deal with the suits anymore we are the suits and the fact that <laughs> that we are the enthusiasts and and paul came up with the, the great tagline for for our magazine it's by enthusiasts for enthusiasts yes. and it, that's really what uh the crux of what we're doing is we don't have anybody over us telling us what to put in who who we should bump to put in an advertiser and that kind of thing. So there's a there's so much more freedom and so much more uh, space to be as creative as we want to be and do the things that we really want to do. And it's I I gotta I gotta tell you I think it's awesome that uh, that Paul came back on board and uh, that my my good friend Rich Crafton he used to be an editor of 
of VW Trends back in the day, as well as uh, our art guy, Ron Petro, uh, who used to do stuff for us uh, back in the day as well. So it really is a reuniting mm-hmm. of all of these major forces. So it's really cool. Really oh, stoked about it. it. Yeah, and we're talking yeah. to Paul Morton and Dan Ledbetter, uh, and you know they kind of reinforced really – the, the the big piece here that we wanted to share is that uh, some of you have heard that VW Trends Magazine is coming back, right? And we're going to kind of dive. Oh, I guess you said something yeah. about that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. See, you had a good segue. I like how you do this. And, you know, Ruben and I are real, you know, we're real anxious to talk about the magazine. Now, Ruben, I think you, um, I want to make sure, did you have any questions before we moved ahead? Yeah, you know what? I, I wanted to ask Paul something. You know, of course, you live here in Phoenix, uh, in the Phoenix area, as well as I do. Were you able to make it out to the uh, Metro Center for all that? Kind I of was there. Was I was there. Oh, and yeah. I tell you what, I was I was huge into car stereos, but my life was also cruising. I lived I, I lived I, I went cruising every night I possibly could. And I'm super thankful I did. Now, this is mostly Southern California, mm-hmm. but I went every night. In fact, here's how far I went. One night on uh, Thanksgiving, I was coming home from a Thanksgiving dinner, and I'm like, well, I was sad we weren't cruising. So I went to, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the mall area, the Tyler Mall area on Magnolia, where we used to cruise mainly. And I went and parked in front of Toys R Us, which was one of our spots. No one was out there. But then someone did drive by, and they stopped, and we chatted for a while, which is, you know, typical cruising. So I loved and lived for cruising, and I was super sad when it went away. So when I heard Metro Center Mm -hmm. was having that final cruise, um, because I also cruised in Phoenix. I lived here for a while, too. So I knew the area. I cruised Metro Center previously, and I was in, and it was insane. It was the most – it was the biggest cruise I've ever been in my life. Uh, What did they say, Ruben? Were there upwards of 100,000 people there or something? Or correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, close to it. And it, yeah. it happened on, on consecutive nights. I want to say there was like, what, almost a week long? You know, I don't know so. about that. I know the two specific nights. There was like a Saturday and then the Wednesday that was the, the night. But, yeah, probably people showed up every night between them. Wow. Wow. That's cool. And then Absolutely. the funny part is the uh, like a week or so later, I'm somewhere – uh, doing a photo shoot, and there's these two, like, you know, 20-something kids talking, and they're like, did you go? And it's like, and, they, and they're like, are you guys talking about Metro Center? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, that was a really big deal. And I go, yeah, I was cruising. Do you know anything about it? It's like, well, well no. Why do you do that? And I had to explain cruising to them. Really? Oh, absolutely. And they were like, it was oh. super It was super interesting, and then I realized how old I was. But, yeah, right. <laughs> Well, that's like when I went to the Paul McCartney concert and I'm walking behind these two girls and they said, hey, I hear this guy was in another band before Wings. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going, I'm just I'm just going to lay down and wait for the box, man, because it's over. I'm too old, obviously. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is awesome. Well, you know, transitioning you know, more into VW Trends, one of the things when I had did a little bit of research, it looked like. You know, we all know the name. Many of us know the name Tom McMullen from McMullen Publishing. It seemed like VW right. Trends, from what I could tell, uh, started back uh, semi-annual issues around '76 and '77, little hiatus, yes. and then it came back full force in '80. And really, from what I could tell, is it was published through like basically like from what I could tell, like March '05. Does that sound right, Dan? It stopped publication in March 2005. That was the final 
the final issue, which ironically on the cover, one of the big blurbs is going in style. I don't think that was planned. I don't think that was, uh, that was anything more than a strange coincidence, but yeah, it, it, uh, I had heard from people who used to work there that it was like, it was there one day and then they got a note saying, uh, by the way, this will be the last issue. Thanks for playing drive carefully. And there's no lovely parting gift. Damn. Yeah. So I know it's, it's really sad. It's really sad because I feel like corporate greed and mismanagement is what killed the magazine. And we've actually had people complain to us and they were angry at us. And it's like, well, we aren't exactly them, but they were angry at us that, that they canned that magazine and then didn't give them their money back. And it's like, now remember, we weren't in control of any of that. We weren't in control of any of the money for sure. But it, believe me, if we had a choice, we'd at least given you your money back. If we had a better choice, we would have not canned the magazine. Uh, but for the, the see, what happened was, it, in a real short version is, it was the magazines were started by enthusiasts but then eventually were bought by corporations. Mm-hmm. Right. And the corporations only cared about the bottom line. And to just briefly jump back to Autosan, I was going to tell you, like an example of what happened with the corporate greed and the corporate control was, if you remember, Autosan always usually had a model on the cover, right? Right, right. Well, at, at one point, some corporate person, some bean counter said, hey, hey, you can't have that anymore. No more models, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. You're the boss. No more models. Well, then, you know, a couple years later or a year later, they pull us back in the office and they're like, okay, you guys might have listened a little too much because there's no <laughs> models in the cover. And all of a sudden, our numbers are down. Yeah, go well, figure. And there was this very consistent thing where it's like these corporate bean counters wanted to make decisions for the magazine when it's like, listen, we're the enthusiasts. We know what these people want. Let us give them what they want and you can take all the money. That's fine. But let us do it but they didn't always do that no and that was the sad part because you have people in charge who think they know what's best for the magazine and the company uh i mean now i'm what i'm about to say is strictly hypothetical but it sounds like it fits you get a company that brings a magazine in and they go okay this magazine's making decent money but what we can do, let's cut the staff in half and cut the freelance budget in half, and we'll, we'll make twice as much. Well, the, the downside to that is the quality of the magazine is going to suffer. So the quality of the magazine suffers. Ergo, the company's not making as so much money. They're going, well, this, isn't, this magazine is failing. What's the problem? We should just kill it then. And I think that's really what happened with uh, VW Trends at all. Yep, makes sense. For sure. So here's my question, right? where my mind was, I was talking with Ruben and I was like, all right, so we have a lot of mini truckers that we've had on and so many have said, you know, I started in a VW. I love VWs. We, we all do. There's a lot of lineage. Uh, that's a word that our friend Ronnie at C10 Talk uses a lot. But when, when I think back and I look at these old covers, I mean, there was so much awesomeness. And yeah. the question I that I really want to get to is like, who came up with the idea to say, let's bring this back because we've seen so many magazines go by the wayside. Like, is it VWs are just at this all time high that you think you can sustain it? Or like who came up with the idea to go, you know what? Now is the time to bring it back. Well, I'll go ahead and field that question. Uh, For the last couple of years, to be honest with you, the idea for bringing back VW trends had been rolling around in my head. And I had actually, I'd never said anything to anybody. Uh One, because I thought it was utterly ridiculous. (laughs) And two, I, 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 I just didn't know. 
And, and three, to be completely candid, I was scared shitless to think that uh, I don't know publishing. I know how to publish a magazine. I know how to put a magazine together, but I do not know the ins and outs. And so I just kind of played with the idea. I, I went out and I went to GoDaddy and, you know, looked, oh, VWTrends.com uh, is taken. Well, what about VWTrends magazine? Oh, that's not, you know, I'll buy that. So I sat on that for a couple of years. Then I, I took it a little bit farther and I went online to, uh, you know, like the U.S. government trademark site. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I'll just throw in some names and just see what happens. And I threw in VW Trends. And I saw that the trademark died in 1992. Hmm. And I sat there and I went, no, this can't be true. The, the trademark for VW Trends was just sitting there. And I thought, actually, I, I freaked out a little bit. I'm going, no, this is not, no, I'm, I'm absolutely misreading this. <laughs> right. I, I don't even, I, I, I couldn't believe it. So I left it alone for a couple months. Like yep. I just kind of went on my merry way. And then something kept calling me back every couple of months. I'd go back in and, and take a look at it. And then finally, I sat there and I went, you know what? I go, I kind of feel like Gollum in the ring. You know, it's like this thing is sitting here waiting for me to pick it up. And I punched in my debit card and paid the money and got the thing going. And I got, you know, uh, we're, we're finalizing the rights to the name VW Trends Magazine. And, and once I, I got that going, I said, well, I don't want to do this alone. I go, no, I, I really don't want to do it alone because I, I know I would fail. But who do I who do I get? And I sat down and I immediately the first person that I thought of were two people, uh, my best friend, Rich Crafton and Paul Morton. Mm -hmm. I said, these are guys I trust implicitly. I go, these are guys, if we went to war, I would want them in the foxhole next to me. Nice. And I, it was like, these guys are stupid enough to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, who can I find with as little common sense as I possibly could? Oh, man. Nailed so, it. So I call, and the, the, the litmus test was, I go, I'm going to call each one of them. And if I get any sort of, hmm, I don't know, or anything like that, I'm out. Mm -hmm. I go, because I, I, I don't want to do something with any level of doubt in my mind. I asked Rich Crafton first thing, hell yes, without question, let's do this. And I go, okay, excellent. I call Paul. And he yeah, goes, well, oh I my God. It. Yeah, well, I tell you, you PM'd me. You PM'd me and you're like, hey, I got to tell you something, but it's a secret you can't tell anybody. And I go, not even like Instagram? You're like, no, no. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so you, you said, you swore me to secrecy and you said, I'm bringing back VW Trends. And I typed it out as fast as I could and replied immediately. You didn't actually even ask if I wanted to be part of it. But I, said, I, I, said, I, I said, I'm in. I, immediately I replied, I mean, I could probably find it on our be before he here. could even ask, oh, yeah, he's probably yeah. typing it, and you're like, "I'm in," you know. So I yeah, like wait. it. So wait, Dan, I never, you never did ask. I mean, do you want me in? I, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> oh, uh, no, actually, oh, no. <laughs> can you just, you're out. Can you just okay, go ahead, guys? And, can oh, you bow out good. right now? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, it's it's been good talking to you two, and uh, that's good but stuff. I, but I do want to buy that. I do want to buy that PM and turn it into an uh, an NFT and sell it for two million dollars, <laughs> like the, oh, everyone else is yeah. doing. Because I make shirts, because that's every, everything we we do. We're going to make shirts. I, I think so. I think so. Which is all. That's a funny story too, because during my time at VW Trends, um, one of the other editors came up and told me after they had gone to an event and they were talking to everybody and they had a conversation with Gene Berg before he passed away. God rest his soul. But this is a direct quote from Gene Berg that 
Dan Ledbetter is the worst thing to happen to the VW industry. Yeah. And, and I, and I loved that. I loved it. At, and I'll tell you why I loved it because at first it kind of stunned. I'm like, Oh, ow, the Godfather of Volkswagens thinks I'm a, I'm a, I'm an, I'm an idiot. Like he, it's like, he thinks I'm a, I'm a pariah, you know, it's like, and then I stopped and I went, you know what? I remembered back when I read a story about the Alice Cooper group, the first time they opened was at the whiskey, a go-go and they were opening for the doors. The place was packed. The plate you couldn't get in. It was standing room only. Alice Cooper gets on stage. Three songs later, they clear the place out. Like the, they were so horrible. And Frank Zappa was the only one in the audience that stayed for the whole show. And he said, you know what? If they're that bad, they've got something there that needs to be uh, the, uh, exposed to the rest of the world. Uh -huh. And so that's how I kind of took it. I, I thought, you know what? If I actually have that kind of ability to piss off like the godfather of Volkswagens, I must be doing something right. <laughs> you, you also told me, you're like, oh, my God, Gene Burke knows my name. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. I, I, I was really dead. surprised. I was like, I, you know, that, uh, that 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 fat guy with the mullet over there for Read of Your Friends. Yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, but but it's, it just made sense. And after everybody said yes, you know, I had called Ron Petro, who I'd been friends with for years, reconnected on Facebook years ago. And I asked him, and, and he goes, without question, he said, you don't even have to go on. I'm in. I don't care what it is. I'm in. If you're at the helm of this, I'm in. And that's where we got our core four uh, to really come together. And it's just been such an amazing adventure, even though our first issue, by the time you guys hear this, it'll probably already be off to press. But it's been such an amazing adventure being with these guys and coming together because we're all enthusiasts, putting together a product for enthusiasts and doing it the way we want to and doing justice to the name vw trends yeah we have we have no rules there's no corporate uh, overlords and we're just trying to cater to the vw market you know we are vw's trends we want to look at the trends and 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 cater to it yep and and yeah you know ruben you probably remember back in the day even if you know depending on if you were an average reader or not i mean who doesn't know the magazine do you remember reading some of it or checking out the the covers back in the day ruben I, you know, I remember it on the newsstand. I wasn't that much in, into the VW stuff, but I remember seeing it all over the place. And um, a lot of guys, you know, like like you mentioned earlier, a lot of guys came from that scene. And, um, you know, I'm, I'll be honest, you know, when, when I heard from Paul, you know, restarting the book and whatnot, I'm kind of hopeful that maybe someone does the same thing to mini trucking. You know, well, that's, it's, that's it's funny, funny that you that, mentioned that. that funny you mentioned that. Never crossed our minds. Not not a, not a single time. Yeah. Tell, uh, Dan, uh, Dan, tell them what your name, the company. Well, so in order to put out VW Trends as a magazine, we decided that it would be smart for us to actually create a, a publishing company, an LLC, to be the umbrella company for the magazine and so i was sitting around i'm trying i'm thinking well what do we call this thing it's like i don't want to call it dan ledbetter publishing because that sounds very egocentric and <laughs> i don't think there's uh there there's not enough raw silver in the world to make a full-size statue of myself to put out front of the fountain <laughs> but I, I i thought well what would i call it? what what would be fitting and i thought oh my god we'll call it sta for second time around publishing mm -hmm. and so that's the name of the llc and one of the 
underlying byproducts is that my hope would be that much like VW Trends, we'd be able to resurrect uh, some of the other titles. If there, it, Of course, there has to be a market for it. There has to be a valid market for it. Uh, but resurrect some of these titles that I think died prematurely, and I think Mini Trucker would be one of them. I think there's, I think there's a slew of publications out there that people miss and would like to see again, not only from a nostalgic view, but because there's still an industry out there that needs to be catered to. And so that's really the whole thought behind the publishing company aspect of it, almost to create uh, a franchise of relaunched publications. And really, second time around is the perfect name because I told Dan when he started this, I go, Dan, it, I, I know you have a name in the VW industry, but if you came to me and said, look, man, I'm going to start Dan Lebeter's Volkswagen magazine, I, I wouldn't have been in. And I would have wanted to, but I wouldn't. No, it's not because of you. It would have been a horrible because, title just, just well, for the record. Okay, there's that, yes. Yeah. But the whole point is, it's like you can't start a new magazine today. I've always said you, you don't try and create a industry to cater to. And, and or to buy your product, right? You find an existing large industry and cater to it, an existing industry. And VW Trends is like that because this is a known entity. And I feel yeah. that you could bring that back. It is a little weird. Okay, we're going to bring back a print magazine. Well, they all died, right? Yeah, but th th that's almost part of it. Like they had to go away so everyone realized what they missed. Right. And, and, and we feel there's an enthusiasm to bring back number one print magazines, but in the right genre, like VW Trends that has a history, or like Mini Trucking would be a great idea. I know how upset all the Mini Truckers uh, were when it died. I mean, I'm a Mini Trucker. I was into Bugs and Mini Trucks, which really went hand in hand in the 80s in SoCal. And, and so, you know, I'm super sad it went away. I would like to see it come back, too. Um, but, but that's our thing. We want to bring this back, cater to an existing industry. And I think you kind of talked about it earlier, Ruben. Uh, the VW market is huge. Volkswagens have gotten expensive. Yeah, we, used to, we used to buy them because they were cheap. I mean, my first bug was $1,200. Uh, and now you're not going to find anything. Like my bug, the bug I had in 1986, which was a 68 bug and it was rough, uh, was 1200 bucks. Today, that's like four or five grand minimum. Easily. And, and so the prices yeah. have gone up. And there's tons of them around still. Tons of aftermarket products. Yeah, and there really is there is a viable market because people are still are still doing stuff with them. People are still building really amazing kick-ass VWs out there, both air and water cooled. I might I might add. For and, sure. And the the thing is, it's like there's really in the United States there's really one major publication and a couple of. Uh, you know, uh, I don't, I don't want to say mom and pop publication, but there's a couple other smaller publications out there, but you know what? I, I think there's room in the industry for, uh, for VW trends. And the one thing that we've always said is we're, we're not out to, to destroy hot VWs. That's not our goal. Our goal is to be the absolute best Volkswagen publication we can be. And VW trends has always been the rowdy younger brother of hot VWs. And we think that that's, that's the people who want to read it. And, and based on our market research, people we've talked to, the feedback we've gotten from advertisers, uh, everybody is super excited and on board and, and more than uh, elated that we're bringing back something that died way too soon and way too horribly, I might add. Yeah, I, I love Hot VWs. It's a great magazine. You know, they've been there this whole time and we couldn't be there for you. 
They've yeah. done a great job, great publication. And it's like Steve Still always said, if you're going to buy one truck magazine, you're going to buy the other truck magazine. Exactly. They're not that expensive. You want to see what's going on. And we feel the same way. You know, everyone's going to buy pretty much all the magazines. And if you think about it, Dan, I never thought about it until you mentioned that. There's a lot of VW magazines out. I mean, what other genre has that many magazines? Oh, exactly. And, and left. So, And I <laughs> also feel magazines are kind of like vinyl. It's that weird thing. Why all of a sudden did vinyl get back? Because there's a nostalgia. And when you're into that, you know, old, great music, you want that old, great format to bring it back on. And I know as soon as the magazines went away, people were complaining, man. I don't want to see this online. I want my print magazine. Right. And so here we are. Yeah. And one thing, Ruben, that I appreciated, um, as far as I can tell, is around March of 84 until my research put about January 95, there was the what I call the line logo, where it had the lines in it with the VW trends, yeah. right? And what I've noticed, talk to us a little bit about the logo, right? Because isn't it that it wasn't the original logo, but it was the kind of the second logo, right? That's my favorite one. Right, uh, uh, that too. That was the one that we decided. Uh, well, the early on, it's like everybody said, "Oh my God, I miss the glory days. I miss going to the jamboree at the Orange County Fairgrounds. I miss going to Buggerama. I miss all these things." It's like I miss the nostalgia. I miss the bikini contest. I miss <laughs> the you know the the Aquanet hair. I miss the you know the bright pink shirts with lime green logos and just all the crazy crap that went on the eighties. And we said, well, you know what? Why can't why can't we bring back the original logo that that was there when we were with the magazine, and use that because I don't think it's outdated. I think it's it's very timeless and it's very recognizable. Oh yeah, uh, and it, it it's it's just a great it's a great logo. So we had actually we had Ron Petro, our our art director. He recreated the logo, and that is also sent into the trademark office to be uh, trademarked. Yep, perfect. I I love that logo. And it's funny because, you know what, I probably saw the old logo before, but I didn't remember it until we started really digging back into the back issues. I was a little shocked. What I hate is the the logo that came after uh, our, our, you know, our kind of refreshed 80s-ish logo. Uh, It was just way too simple and and bland. And uh, I think that was part of our problem. But I get where, you know, the magazine had to evolve. It couldn't stay that that 80s flavor forever but right. yeah it moved into like you this know, millennial like millennium type like, hey you know we're it almost reminded me of the font of like car and driver when it got towards the very end and it was like yeah. but to your point right now we both know 80s 90s is all the rage i mean i follow a lot of instagram pages with 80s 90s i know paul you and i are into bikes and stuff and that's one thing oh hell yeah when i think back and i look back and i did some research on some of the older um covers is you had uh, plenty of ladies, plenty of colors. I mean, April 89, I mean, you around the time Gleaming the Cube came out, you've got the Vision guy kind of doing, you know, a, a hand plant deal. It was actually Vision Freestyle Champ uh, Don Brown on the cover. Like, you mixed BMX, you mixed all the, the kind of the Southern California culture. Do you gentlemen right. th- c- could, you know, think that that's going to continue to be your mix? Like, will you do cool things like it, that? It, it absolutely is. i got to jump in there. I'm so excited. Yes. It absolutely is. And I have already got some stuff lined up. Uh, and I can't tell you because the competition might sure, be listening. Sure. I've, got some, I've got some BMX stuff lined up. I'm, I'm looking towards some skate stuff. Those genres, they cross over. 
Oh yeah, uh, big time. You know, BMX skateboarding, uh, VWs, mini trucking, and it's uh, mini trucks. It's funny because I've always been a little leery to say mini trucks and VWs go together because I sure, thought sure. the VW guys are going to be pissed off and the mini truck guys are going to be pissed off. But as I've let it out a little bit, I've had people go, "Well, yeah," and and it was. If you grew up in Southern California in the eighties, mini trucks and VWs were everywhere and they were everywhere yes, they were all the, the same shows they yep. were they were at the same shows and they and you know clubs had both mini trucks and bugs and it, it would yeah it, it went together it was great it was they were affordable vehicles that we could modify and we were all attracted to that oh yeah and so you know we want to bring back some of that glory days and in fact i've had like fantasies about bringing back when dan brought up the orange county fairgrounds i love the truck and bug shows at the orange county fairgrounds and you know it's my dream to have an event there but like an 80s event and yeah. i want to bring in bmx because uh, you know uh i work with like a bmx society mm -hmm. that has an annual show every year i'll photograph that for them and it's like, I would love to have a show like that at our car show. And maybe I thought, well, why wouldn't the skateboard guys want to get in on that? Yep. Skateboards are expensive as hell now. Yes. You think of magazines, old auto sounds are expensive on eBay. Go check out an old Tony Hawk or Caballero or Palo Pearl to skateboard on eBay, and you'll be shocked at the pricing. Oh, yeah. But people are collecting these things. And I want to bring that, that back because that energy was the back. And I, I'll say... I, I had this uh, friend that I was at his kid's birthday party. He's like, hey, you got to meet my buddy. This guy was in the same circles as I was in the 80s in Southern California. And I swear I don't know him, but we must have crossed paths. And he said, he, he said the perfect thing. He said, if you grew up in SoCal in the 70s and 80s, it was magical. Yeah, it was. And it, it was. It was. And I want to bring back some of that magic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Ruben and I. exactly the vibe. Yeah, exactly. Remember, Ruben, you and I, we did the Gleaming the Cube episode, right, to pay homage to that movie. And although it's kind of considered a cult classic, it it captures a lot of, I mean, they use Pal Peralta boards in it. You know, Tony Hawk was in it, some of the other Pal Peralta guys. And to me, I just can't get enough of it. Now, Ruben, I think I'm kind of getting a vibe from you that, that you're going to pick up this uh, initial issue that we're going to talk about here in a second, man. Oh, I definitely am. And and you know what, Paul, to your point, you know, the, those events at the Orange County Fairgrounds, I mean, there I've been to a lot of stuff all over the place, all over the country, and there was, again, it was something magical about, you know, the truck jams, you know, Hell yeah. or, or any other of those car events there, um, to be, to have something on display inside that building and to be able to walk around and, or to go watch somebody perform on that stage, there was always something at every little point of those fairgrounds, you know, you have the, the, all the car audio stuff way back in the corner. And yeah, uh, at what, at one point you even had big rigs and stuff there. Well, and that's yeah. the beauty of those events because it wasn't just a car show. It was an, an event. It was an experience jamboree. and you had something going on. It was a jamboree in the most literal sense of the word. Right. There was so many things happening. Like you had, uh, you had a bikini contest and a band playing on stage. You had, like, I, I, I thought, uh, and one of the people that we're going to spotlight here in the future is Al Martinez, because yes. I, I got to hand it to the guy. Rest in he peace, man. Was, rest in peace. Absolutely, was, rest in peace. Absolutely so sad, because he honestly was the godfather of the quintessential car and I'll just say car as in at all mm -hmm. event. He knew how to put a party together 
that people wanted to go to. And then like, honestly, he, his shows were, were sort of the benchmark by which I felt in the eighties, all of the car shows would be judged. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's not to put any shade on the, the bugger ramas or the bug ins or uh, any of those other events out there. But for Southern California, the, that was the event that absolutely 100% was the jamborees uh, because it had everything that anybody who was that age into that genre wanted at that time. Yeah, it was kind of like almost here in Florida. If we went to the Florida State Fair as a, as a child, I felt like there was all kinds of stuff. There were displays and there were festivities and all this. And you went to that and yeah. it kind of had that same, like that jamboree type type vibe. Now, one thing that we have in Florida, I know both of you gentlemen have heard about it, is the Florida Bug Jam, the 33rd annuals coming up uh, later this yes. year uh, in November. Now, it used to be, I don't know the whole history of it. I know they used to do a Bug Jam right on the same road that I grew up on, and I want to say it got so big back in the day, it moved. But when my buddy Tony Boss Bowen and I went there a couple years ago, we went on a Sunday, just casual. You know, We don't know the ins and outs, all the VW stuff. What's always been awesome to me is that there's a lot of affordable parts. So, you know, Paul, you'll appreciate this. In the mini truck world, you know, wheels have gotten bigger, 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 full-size scene. I mean, you got 30-inch wheels now, right? So but you you go to a bug jam, and I was looking. I was like, man, they got – I mean, you could walk in there and pay cash for a set of wheels because, you know, they're small little (laughs) wheels, and they're just – there's a lot of parts made. So that's one thing I've always loved, and that's probably going to be good for you guys from an advertisement standpoint because – there's a lot of folks that want to, you know, sell their parts and, and whatnot. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I do. One of the things I love about bugs is like, I love mini trucks and bugs. I would love, look, when I win, not if, but when I win the big jackpot in the lottery, I won't own a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or any of that. Yeah. Crap. Yeah. I'm yep. going to have just a garage full of sick mini trucks, full size trucks, <laughs> bugs, and, and it'll go on for days. And when I, I've restored mini trucks, I've restored bugs. And the thing I, I, I love of mini trucks, but it's so much harder to find all the parts. Mm-hmm. Whereas True. other than the pan and the body, you can get literally every part for the bug and they're not that expensive. And, and you're right about the wheels. I, you know, I, I was there in the eighties. I started on 15 inch wheels. I worked my way up through the sizes till I got to 20 and then I'm like, Okay, this is too much. And I started going backwards. <laughs> right. And I said, I, go, I, go, I said, someday everyone's going to want smaller wheels. And people thought I was so stupid for saying that. I go, no, nostalgia is going to kick in. Look, I love 16-inch Porsche alloy. The Fuchs alloy is my favorite wheel of all times. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a VW magazine guy. I'm saying that because I put this on my mini truck. I put alloys on my full-size Chevy. Yeah. So they were my favorite. Oh yeah, and uh, and you and here's the deal, you're not buying a pair today unless you got deep pockets, real right. ones. True. The real food alloys cost more than a whole bug. Not joking. Now, luckily, they have really nice reproductions now. Uh, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. I love that the parts are so readily available, and the really hard part with bugs is is the car, because they're, they're got they've gotten pricey, and then you you get a pretty rough bug for a lot of you know it's cost a lot of money these days. And right. I'm almost waiting for like the hot rods. When are they going to come out with the reproduction shells? It, it, it could happen. I hope it'll happen. Yeah, but when it does happen, please feel free to advertise in VW Trends. <laughs> yes, very good. Well, you know, the beautiful part about that is, you know, there you can go out and actually find shells that are out there. 
uh, albeit uh, slightly rusted and rougher than you know most people would be comfortable ta- tackling on their own. But the great part is there are plenty of people making fenders and hoods. And I one thing I've noticed uh, increasingly since we started doing you know how you get into something and you start getting hyper aware of yes. that genre like you like if you're looking for a honda all you can see is hondas on the road <laughs> right but right. i've noticed i've noticed that i am seeing a ton of people selling like split window tops that they cut off a bug that had rusted in the swamp and they're selling you know the the top of it or they're selling the top part of a uh rag top bus uh, you know that you can weld in and it's it's really amazing how industrial and or industrious and um creative people are getting into finding parts and making parts and creating stuff it's really an interesting uh, uh sub industry i think yeah, Ruben was saying the 80s and 90s was coming back. Uh, Ruben, we were talking last week about it, and, and you said you've already been growing the mullet for a couple months, right? I mean, we're really going full <laughs> force. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> hey, yeah. not 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 the mullets, but let's bring back the big hair on the ladies. I am there you go. for that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I am too. Well, so many, if you look back at the old issues, uh, there's so many that, I mean, I, I have a 64 Lincoln convertible. It's blue, which is was my dad's oh, nice. favorite color, my color favorite color. But I kind of got, like, sometimes I'll throw a skate deck in it that's pink, and it has this blue and pink vibe, kind of like Miami Vice days. But when I look back at some of the old DW Trends issues, man, I love those hot pink bikinis, man. They're just spot on. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? That was honestly, yeah, it's funny. We, uh, one of the pages that we, uh, have bookmarked, all of us have bookmarked is Bob Daniels, uh, VWs of the eighties and nineties. Uh-huh. That's a great and page. It's a great page. Big shout out to Bob Daniels. Hey, but Bob. It's excellent because people will throw up pictures from old shows and some of the old bikini models. And it's really cool to look back and see what was and like, yeah, uh, no, I'm not going to say it because it's in our first issue. Don't want it. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I had I had a conversation with somebody, and we were talking about those times and how it was such a simpler time, and it was a lot of fun. And it, you know, it's it it wasn't about everybody being offended and everybody wanting to. Well, you can't do that anymore because that would offend this person sure, or this sure. particular group. And it's just, it really was a simpler time. It was a happier time. And, and honestly, I think that that's part of the reason why we have gotten such an enthusiastic response for bringing VW Trends back was because it is reminiscent of that time. It's like, we want to have fun and we want to be reminded of those times when, when things were simpler, you know, when, when you could spend a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon and spend the whole day out in the sun looking at cool cars seeing hot girls in a bikini show, listening to music, drinking beer, walking around, seeing and meeting new people and reconnecting with old friends. And that's really uh, our goal is to give people a, even if it's, even if it's just for the hour or two that they sit down and read the magazine, if we can create, excuse me, a space where they can get away from the bills and what's going on with the family and the kids and all this other stuff and create a place where they can go, Oh man, I remember that. Or, Oh, I, I, 
I wish I could go back and do this, then we've done our job. We've created, uh, we've created almost like a time machine where people can go, Oh, that was so cool. I can't wait. I can't wait for the next issue when I can do it again. Yes. Amen, Dan. Amen, Reuben, right? I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, it's yeah. like uh, he's bringing me back like Doc and Marty in the time machine. I'm like, I'm feeling this. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Take me back, man. I want to go back. I miss the 80s, the, the, the 80s, 90s. And I guess I didn't like the 90s as much because the 80s went away. But the 90s was when I was doing the magazine. And that's just one of the best times of my life. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think really, we all want to go Nostalgia is at a whole all-time high, and if for anybody, I gave a shout-out several episodes ago. Um, for instance, I started watching the show on Discovery+. Plus. Um, it's called, it's with Josh Gates and um, Expedition Unknown, right? And then he recently, Paul, if you haven't watched it, they did like a special four-part series, um, Expedition Back to the Future. And man, oh, wow. it, oh interesting. I, dude, it, it is like one of the most well-produced, I mean, Tons of little Easter eggs. They've got Christopher Lloyd. That's part of the whole deal. And, oh, how fun! And you know they have a lot of fun. They go to the DeLorean headquarters, and they're you know they're trying to find the original cars, and you know everyone kind of knows where they're at for the most part. But then they go visit the guys up in Massachusetts that are like the mega collectors that have some of the, you know, the Back to the Future three car and all this stuff. But I say all that because when you watch it, you really are like, wow! Like Back to the Future has resonated all these years. Huge fan, but. You think about VWs, I mean, there may not be a more popular car in the history of the world. I mean, I haven't really delved into it, but I mean, think about it. I've always heard growing up, VWs, there's so many of them produced and this and that. But I mean, arguably, it might be one of the most popular vehicles ever produced. And it's like, hey, give the fans, give the enthusiasts what they want. Like kind of like Danny and both of you guys have said this whole time, you know. For sure. Well, I yeah, think part I, of the part of the thing is, and, and we were, Paul and I were actually talking about this the other night, is that I thought Volkswagen was genius when they came out with the marketing program that said it's not a car, it's a Volkswagen. Yeah. Yes. And and that and that I think is what separates this industry in particular from all the others because not only is it, dare I say, uh, one of if if not the most iconic cars in the world but that's ever been made and has had the longevity of any car that's been out there and the fact that people are still buying Beetles even in its new iteration and customizing it and passing that down to their kids like you may have had at the bat most badass 67 when you were uh in your late teens early 20s and now you've got a kid who wants a new beetle and wants to slam it put a big stereo in it put 18s on it and tint the windows it's like that's i think this almost uh i think you mentioned the word earlier this lineage that it's being passed down from generation to generation and you know there's honestly uh as long as i've been on this planet there aren't many things that have passed the test of time and that have stayed relevant throughout the years. And Volkswagens, by and large, have been one of the few things that have been such a constant uh, in everybody's life. I mean, what what other car do you have that you're in, uh, sitting in the back seat with your sister and you pound her on the arm and you yell slug bug? Right, right, no, exactly. Nobody is going to, let's put it this way, nobody's going to be playing slug Hyundai. Right, <laughs> we don't think so. Well, Ruben, you um, you remember Ronnie also had um, he had a guest on, and they were talking about 
VWs, and I think he mentioned back in high school, a lot of guys had them back in those 80s and whatnot. But there was even something, and I don't know all the ins and outs. We don't have to go down the rabbit hole, but weren't they still like producing these cars in Mexico somehow? But they, you know, they weren't obviously the U.S. standards for safety and all that stuff. They were, and I've, yeah, they did. Recently, that even Ruben, that even came about. They're like, oh, they're making eighty-eight to ninety-eight Chevy still. You know, the two-door Tahoes or right. something. Wait, I was wait like, what? What now? Yeah, supposedly I saw something. I don't know if it was legit, but they were like, oh, it's the, the, they produced a new two-door Tahoe down there in oh, Mexico. Really? Yeah, yeah, and then I was yeah, like. I you know, I, I was like, I, I need didn't a regular know cab short bed. Right there, you go. <laughs> I'll take a crew cab short bed. Can we just three D print these 90. things these days? <laughs> yeah, but, no joke. Let's bring let's bring those back. Let's bring back all the old cars. You know what? It's really only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time until I, I'm a firm believer that nothing truly goes out of style. It just goes into hibernation for a while. Yes. I mean, you know who who would who would have thought who would have thought vinyl would have made it come back? I right? know. Yeah, right? I, I didn't see that coming. Well, yeah, that's that's where uh, uh, magazines are going to go. We're going to bring you the good print magazines back. Well, yeah, Absolutely, 100%. and even the tape cassettes. I mean, they, there's been a resurgence, and you know, my wife doesn't know how many tapes I've been buying, but you know, I've been stacking my <laughs> my, my cassettes. But don't, don't worry. <laughs> We won't tell her as long as you go buy a f- uh, founder's package right now at VW. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But, um, I love this. I, so- look, I told you guys, I told you my theory last time that if you if you look at t- today at anyone who's 40, 50, or 60 years old, look back at what they did when they were 16, that's hot right now. I don't care if it's BMX, skateboarding, bikes, mini trucks, full-size trucks, and, yeah. and, and, every, and it's, it's going to keep moving forward. You know, as as we go away mm-hmm. and the next generation gets into those age groups, it's going to be whatever they were into. Someday, somebody's going to want a mint, new old stock in package, first generation iPhone. I mean, I'm right. not that guy, but someone's going to do that. Watch. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Yeah. So let me ask you this, right? So, Ruben, here's where, kind of where my mind's at. Many of us, right? So you you have you take the leap of faith, and, and I'm with you, and I know a lot of the listeners are going to be because we love our magazines. So at some point, there's a cutoff where the younger generation, as much as all of us would go, yeah, we want to have it. You know, some of the younger folks might just be like, well, I'm going to sit on my phone and watch, you know, Snapchat all day or whatever, right? So do you find with this leap of faith that you're taking, right? You're you're hoping that that all is going to go well, which we know it will. Do you find that eventually you're you're going to offer? also online access or are you just going to try to keep it print and then the social media side yeah we 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 can't we can't ignore what's happening in technology we just can't no no i listen i told dan when we started this and i'm like yeah it's got to be this way it's got to be online and dan stuck to his guns and i realized he's right it does need to be print but we are not going to ignore the internet we're all over social media yeah we have a blog on our website and we're going to embrace that and we just have these theories about how we're going to kind of ex- be, we're, we're going to expose ourselves on the internet, and well, we're going. Holy whoa! We didn't talk about that. <laughs> I don't know. It's in your contract, Dan. Don't you worry about that. Oh, oh my God! Well, ourselves on the internet, and then we're going to try and bring that and focus it back towards the print magazine and really other merchandise because you know the world has changed, right. and we want multiple revenue streams. And this is not a profit thing. This is actually costing us all a lot of money. It's a passion project, and that's okay. Uh, we all want to make this work, and we want it, you know, for ourselves, for the enthusiasts. But we also believe it'll succeed. So, absolutely. And I will say this: when we first, uh, when we first announced we were coming back, 
and uh, somebody posted something on the Samba. I love the Samba. I think the Samba is probably the premier uh, VW bulletin board information center that's out there. I have nothing but mad, mad respect for the Samba. Uh, I'll, I'll ask you this, Dan. Who's number two? Exactly. There you go. Yeah, I was sitting there going, "Oh wait, would it be VWTrendsMagazine.com?" Perhaps. <laughs> you know, I think I think everyone should go and check that out. Yeah. Yeah, but it, one of the things that was posted there, somebody posted it, and you know, it, this is the one thing I love about the internet is everybody can be a keyboard warrior. Everybody <laughs> yeah. can throw out an opinion, and we had a couple people, and one guy said, "Well, I think it's kind of BS that you're, you know, you're going to the enthusiasts and." you know, doing this Kickstarter thing. Why, why aren't you putting, you know, your own money in? And you, if you're reaping the rewards, why, why should you ask for a handout from these people? And I wrote back and I said, Hey, I go, here's the deal. We wanted to make this magazine and we knew we couldn't do it alone. And we wanted the support of the VW community because ultimately they're the ones uh, who are going to reap the of bringing back a magazine that they want. Yes, there will be some kickback. I mean, honestly, I'm staking my, my retirement on this because if, if this doesn't uh, succeed, I'm going to be clipping coupons down by the Dollar Tree to see what <laughs> kind of cat food I can get. Yeah. So the thing is, we want to make this magazine for the enthusiasts. And we thought, what better way and what better way to really honor the people who have stuck in this industry for all these years and who who really can see the vision that we're trying to put forth other than the VW, VW community and the, uh, the feedback that we got, you know, both in support, mm -hmm. uh, both verbally and financially has been overwhelming. And it's, it's been such an honor and, and to be completely transparent, it's been so humbling that we have received such a big push forward from the people who are in the industry, people that we know, people we don't know. We have people uh, from overseas. We have people from Thailand, Canada, uh, Hawaii, New Zealand, U uh, UK. the UK. Yeah, wow. that are that are buying in, and it's like it's just been so so good, and that's been the reason uh, that pushes us forward. It's like wow, now I mean, yeah, it was uh, it was a project of love, and now we have a responsibility to people. Absolutely, and we want to make the biggest thing we can. It's, it's, it's funny because, uh, the, like you said, all around the world, they're kind of buying into the package. The package was just made for the U.S. We didn't offer it outside the U.S. People work to find workarounds to, to yeah. buy the package, and we so appreciate that. And we want to be global. We want to take this to anyone who wants it. And the other thing that was really odd to us and we're so excited about is our largest, most expensive package was the biggest seller. And, wow. and honestly, I would have bet you money that wouldn't be the case. But see, some people complain that, okay, what, what's offered in the package uh, isn't worth the, the amount. It's like, but you don't understand, you're not buying the items. Those are kind of gifts to basically help us to help, start this magazine. Yeah, crowdfunded almost. And it, yeah. It's crowdfunded, right. And see, that's, I believe, why the largest, most expensive package is the best-selling package. Because those people are understanding that they want the magazine back. And they're helping us to do it. And, you know, I want to put this out there. You obviously get those gifts and stuff, but it is our intention that this founders package, all these founders that helped us, that doesn't just end with that. I'm not making any promises, but we're going to do right by uh, the founders. It's a founders club, and we're going to do right by them as often as we can for as long as we can. And ultimately, I hope to kind of give back to them in some way a, a, a much greater level than they've given us. And we're so thankful for, for them. 
for ma- helping us try to make this possible. And, and for those of, of your listeners who, who have absolutely no idea what we're talking about, even yeah, though right. they, that they should, uh, we had, uh, well, had, I'm going to say had in the past tense, even though we still have a few days left in selling that, uh, the Founders Package includes a uh, the very first edition of VW Trends that has a variant cover that will not be reproduced ever again in the history of the world as a reprint, anything at all. It's going to be signed and numbered. It'll have a certificate of authenticity, like it'll say issue one of, you know, 500. Issue two of 500 will be signed by all the editors and the cover model, and it'll be in a protective envelope. You know, it'll be sealed. They get that. They get uh, a T-shirt. They get stickers. They get uh, a one-year subscription, and they get a special invitation to what we call the VW Trends Jam 2022, which is going to be our big one-year celebration. And it's all the people that bought into the highest package. It's like, Come on in. We're going to have a big catered party. It's going to be off the chain. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's it, we're planning a really big event that people will go, holy crap, holy that was shit. amazing. Yep. Now, yeah, exactly. And we want to make that we want to make that a big deal because these people, you know what? I get it, man. It's like I get where $199.95 is a lot of money for someone to plunk down. And I know for a fact that I've spent more than that and i i haven't gotten what i what i thought i was getting and we don't want to do that with people we want them to feel oh my god i got five times my money's worth out of this absolutely yeah ruben it sounds really awesome and to me i just um i'm excited that there's going to be another magazine out there available oh so am i And, and and you know what i i can't wait to see what you guys do in the future Oh, cool. Thank you. It's VW Trends. We have big plans. Yep, com. Now, when you land on the website, I'm, I'm, of course, on the computer, you'll select Menu, and you've got different things. Now, uh, to your point earlier, Dan, I think by the time this episode, let's say they don't get in on one of these packages, will the store be refreshed to be able to go, hey... Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be quarterly in the first year. Hey, I want to. Right. I want to be a subscriber, right? So then they'll be able to jump on that. Yes, uh, as of midnight, actually at 12:01 a.m. this Saturday, which will be May 1st, uh, the Founders Package fundraising program will be over, mm-hmm. and there will be uh, subscriptions. You can buy single issues. Uh, of the mag- of the current magazine, not the uh, the past magazines, because we don't have the rights yes. to those. But uh, the the current issue, if you want just a single copy, if you want to do the old try before you buy kind of thing, stickers, other kinds of merch. We've got other uh, merchandise in the works that we've been uh, working with people on. We've got some really cool. I wish I could talk about it now, but I'll, oh my god, I'm just, oh yeah. yeah, I'm dying to tell you about the uh, one product in particular that we're coming out with, but I'm. I'm not going to do it. We'll save that for another yep. podcast. Uh, but yeah, it's like we want to turn the store in from a Kickstarter or GoFundMe-esque type of experience to, uh, hey, here's our blog. This is what we're doing while we are working on building up the website and the infrastructure within that to launch as the new VWTrendsMagazine.com, where we'll have additional content uh, that will complement what's in print. Like if you see a story that's in the first issue and it says, 
hey, if you really like this, why don't you go to vwtrendsmagazine.com and check out some of the outtake photos or hear a recorded interview or maybe a video interview with the guy that owns the car. You know, go there and check it out. So we really want to, we want to, like we said earlier, take care of those people who are, you know, who, who are into digital content. And this is not to slam them at all. It's much like, you know, I can still have an MP3 player on my phone and still want a record player in my sure, house. Exactly. It's, it's the same Smart It's the business. same type of vibe. We want to make sure that everybody is covered and at the same time being true to the vision that the four of us have moving forward and putting the magazine out. Yeah. Sure, we want to tie the internet into the magazine, which you know we we couldn't do back in the day. The technology wasn't there. And so, like like we said, you know, vwtrendsmagazine.com is going to stay there, be there, and it'll ever expand. It'll be various merchandise, but also there is a blog there now, which we've got to kind of keep expanding. But we're also available on various social media platforms. We're on Facebook, where we've got a a Facebook business page, uh, and we've got a Facebook group. You can search VW Trends Magazine uh, for both of those on Facebook, and we have a Twitter and an Instagram, and we're going to look at other platforms and expand, too. And the other thing is it's not just a place like the magazine where you can go to look, but you can go to share your your pictures and your things, and you can go sign up for Pile of the Month where you could have your car as as one of the Pile of the Months, which is how right. Dan started on mm-hmm. the magazine. And wow. you could go and, and voice your opinion. What do you like? What do you don't like? I can't guarantee you we're going to listen to everybody, but we are going to listen. Oh yeah, and absolutely. you you get to have a voice and shape the magazine. Uh, we have big plans about yes, we're bringing back the kind of retro VW trends, but we're also going to kind of bring it in uh, to the current times and update it a little bit. Uh, it's going we're going to kind of balance it, and we're going to cater to all kinds of uh, vehicles too. If you remember, VW trends was very kind of high end show car centric. And it's it's going to be that as well. But also, we're going to feature patina cars and a little bit rougher cars and daily drivers. We're going to feature water-cooled. So, um, you know, we're trying to build the magazine but also create a big uh, kind of – not, not industry, just a, a big group around it of a, a group of enthusiasts and give them a lot of, you know, places to access yes. UW Trends. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of like a, like a bag of trail mix, you know? It's like you can kind of <laughs> weed through and pick out the M&Ms and you can weed through. But there's always going to be some nuts in there. And yes. that would be us, by and, the way. And, and we are the nuts, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Well, VW... Now, if, I can, if I can just say this, sure. uh, like Paul said earlier, he, really, he, he, he did make a push towards digital. And I said, well, Paul, let's go really retro and let's just do the magazine on those wax Edison rolls <laughs> and we'll play those because I think that's going to make a comeback. Thankfully, he uh, got me out of that box uh, and got me yeah. out of print. Oh, I'm the man. voice in Dan's head that talks him off the ledge. So. He is. He is totally. That's good stuff, man. Well, dude, Ruben, it's been awesome. I mean, thinking about um, where it's going to go, I like I said, I don't know – the most about VWs, but I mean, I bought a few issues of different magazines over the past couple of years because I'll see something that's really awesome or has a California vibe. There was even last one I had read; it was a, a really badass VW from Hawaii, and it just had this, this awesome vibe to it. So, uh, VWTrendsMagazine.com, of course. Um, I found them on Instagram as well. I think it's VW Trends. Uh, maybe on Instagram, yeah, yeah, VW Trends, and then, or VW. So yeah, it comes up VW Trends Magazine. So, I mean, the sky's yeah. the limit. Yeah, it, basically. Yep. 
always go search VW Trends magazine. There are different like VW Trends and there's different things. So if you add, you know, use all three words, uh, it's helpful to find us on the various platforms because we can't always get uh, VW Trends or, you know, it depends on what we can get. Right. Yep. Yep. Got it. Yo, yo, there you have it now. At the very end, we did run out of space with the memory card, so we lost the last about two minutes of audio where we wrapped it up. But I want to thank Dan, I want to thank Paul for coming on, and uh, Ruben, of course, as always. Now, if even if you're not a bug guy, so to speak, uh, I would highly suggest this is the opportunity to get in. They have refreshed their site, VW trendsmagazine.com and uh, when we were recording they had mentioned that there was the introductory plan packages that they had and those of course had ended as Paul mentioned but if you go to vwtrends with an s magazine.com that's t-r-e-n-d-s you can go out there and uh, on the home splash page it says join us today and when you select uh, kind of the shopping cart there, uh, you can see that they have uh, shirts, subscriptions, and stickers. And really, it looks like um, that we didn't talk about what the subscription price was going to be. It looks like it's coming in at twenty nine ninety five, and that's a VW Trends Magazine subscription printed. And this says it's the twenty twenty one subscription includes four issues, delivered quarterly, uh, allow four to six weeks for delivery, and then there's an email there that you can email for questions. Now you can uh, add to cart or you can also uh, check out with Apple Pay. So they're definitely uh, getting with the trend, so to speak, pun intended. But again, thank you so much to those guys. We 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 last we lost the last couple of minutes, as I mentioned, and really they were just wrapping it up saying VWTrendsMagazine.com. So go out there, let them know, hit them up. They're on Facebook, Instagram, all those different platforms they mentioned. Everyone have a great weekend. And uh, because we're not using copyrighted music anymore, I know it's not as fun, but we got to do it because we don't want to get uh, shut down because we're using music that we love. And it, honestly, it's stupid because we turn, I turn a lot of people onto music that uh, just launched uh, or is classic music that people don't even know about. So unfortunately, until things change, we're just going to have to stay with the boring music and uh, that's not fun. So have a safe weekend. We'll hit you guys hopefully with the new episode next week. Maybe we'll stop the streak. I don't know. But stay tuned noon on Friday for the new drops. As Mike and I mentioned earlier, going to be insane. I'm really looking forward to it. Maybe possibly my favorite design ever. Thanks to Eric. Thanks to Brant. Graphic Disorder. Real Deal Holyfield. We got you. Peace. <laughs>